Howdy, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Squares Roundtable podcast, and we are still in our little boxes, in our little areas. We've got our little headphones and our microphones on, and we're ready to serve you, the people, our great listeners to our show. Welcome. With me is Ivan. Hey, how we all doing, everybody? And Jeff. Howdy. Yo. Okay. Well, another weekend. This weekend number 83 of April. We are doing real good. Mm-hmm. We're hanging in there. We're doing the best we can. Yes, we are. Hope y'all are doing too that too. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Ivan, how are you yes. been? I caught a little bit of your Twitch uh, yesterday. Twitch! Twitch! <laughs> so what'd you low. think? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's good. Yeah, I, I like the fact that I was able to uh, do an entirely new thing on the Twitch TV stream because, one, I didn't get shut down. Two, I didn't have to chop it up. Three, uh, the fact I had an entirely new angle, which features not just my big old fat face up on the screen, but you can actually see what I'm doing with the records, which was really nice. And, well, yeah, a lot of, lot of nice people. Um pay compliment to the show and of course thank you everybody for being so kind and i'm very humbled at the fact that uh, you enjoyed the records as much as i do and uh yeah and uh so yeah I'm, i might be doing less and less on facebook and instagram uh because of the fact that twitch being the wonderful place that it is and since they're not shutting me down and and making me crazy and make me lose momentum while I'm out there. I mean, I'm totally thrilled. Right. So when are you going to do your next one? In like two weeks? Uh, no, actually, I'm doing one on Wednesday. So by the time this post, I will be uh, doing one on Wednesday. I'm doing the uh, virtual uh, satchel night for Logan Arcade. So that'll be on from 9 to 1. The central and, time. You know, central time. And uh, so that'll be um, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. I'm also uh, looking looking to work on a direct feed, which I'm going to experiment with that probably tomorrow. And if I can get a direct feed happening from my mixing board to my phone, uh, much like what I did with the microphone with my phone here, then if I could do that, then all I have to do is just plug straight in, and then I don't even have to use the amplifier or the speakers in the room, okay. which which will be a wonderful thing because then it's direct sound. It's going to sound great. It's going to be calibrated. you know. So I'm looking forward to that next adventure. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably be doing a lot more shows on Twitch after this because um, uh, as, as much as I'd like to, you know, pay credence to the people who uh, – the old people who are still holding on to all these old copyrights and everything, not that they're going to the artist anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm done with that. So I'm going to be a bandito, and I'm going to play my records. Yes. We all look like banditos wearing our masks now. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I had a, I had a, I had a, a custom made, I had a custom made mask. Uh, believe it or not, you know, Laura uh, made mask for everybody for the um, the ceremony I had last week. You know, with my dad, and that was wonderful. And uh, yeah, and I got mine, and I use it for every day now, and it's great. And, and I'm feeling good. I'm yeah. feeling good. Good. My aunt Linda made a bunch of masks for our family because she must have found out I was wearing a sock. So, <laughs> see somebody's. I've seen that, some of these pictures on the internet. People are are actually using actual pairs of underwear to make masks, and that's oh my! Not I sweet thought good. somebody takes no. some girl's thong underwear and just reverse. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, somebody used a pair of pantyhose. I did yeah. see that. Yeah, no, it's... not pantyhose, but panties, yeah. I mean, like... Yeah. We're all making <laughs> makeshift masks now. We're all MacGyvering masks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I got That's a nice one in my end. I'm watching them use the thing with the thong, and I'm like, oh, my God, it works. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know, if it serves the purpose and it's fresh, then it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't use it. You don't... No, please, by all means, unless, of course, they belong to your, your, your significant other, don't be... <laughs> Don't be worried. Don't put his thong on you. You know, the scary part is is that there are strippers out there that could find a cottage industry doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know what? I'm sure. I mean, if if they oh, can yeah. go ahead and make if they can go ahead and make candles that smell like some lady's pooper, I'm sure they're gonna go ahead and say, "Hey, have your favorite stripper yeah, thong." There's a, there's a meme now about how. Well, I'm not saying anything, but this all started right when Gwyneth Paltrow started selling vagina candles. Yeah. See. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we're all making masks now. Congratulations, yeah. we're all. Uh, I'm at least really I've got, considering I've got outsourced good sewing experts. See, Mike, well, Mike, have you been doing this all wrong? We've been doing this all wrong. We need to What's get that? you like a full Darth Vader outfit. Yes, I've like, been tempted to wear my Optimus Prime helmet uh, that I got That'd back in awesome. 07. That, that would be that would be so cool. I wear that at the Dollar General and use the voice modulator saying, (laughs) If you do it, we need need video of this. We need video and we need pictures. Yes. Yes. If you do it, you got to present it on the page. I want to get that uh, one-to-one scale, like high-end, like $500 Stormtrooper helmet. Walk up to like one of the people at the dollar store and be like, have you seen the Decepticons? Oh, that would be so awesome. I have exact change. Supposedly, uh, I did see a picture of somebody like walking around in like a Vader uniform at like Walmart. Yeah, you'll seriously. See that. Yeah, there's a yeah. Well, there I, you- I mean, if you gotta wear one anyway, you might as well pick something. Like, yeah, so those, uh, all those dudes from the 500 first man. Here's your time to shine. Go to the yeah, stores. Seriously. <laughs> you know now. Now I'm gonna bring up a Where real are all the ugly Halloween people. people? No, uh, or or the furries. Where are all the furries now? Yeah, seriously. Where are like all the Halloween and furry people who like are like always like, oh yeah, Halloween. All right, you know we can actually walk out with our costumes and nobody's gonna say shit about it now. Seriously. Okay, because well, no, that's weird. not true. We still social say dis- Well, they're gonna. Well, you're always gonna say shit, Jeff. Of course, you're gonna say shit. You but see you know, somebody they- walking around in a furry outfit in the middle, in the middle, <laughs> the middle of Walmart. We're saying something out. Oh, well, wasn't it like one or two years ago, like Walmart was selling those for like 25 bucks or something, like the animal heads? They might. They were selling the animal heads, and then I yeah. think while there, they were actually selling full onesies with animal heads oh, God. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Be a tiger, be a panda, be a whatever. But yeah, it was like a full. I want to be onesie. a tiger. Wow. You know, and it, and of course, you know, they had the little hoodie head with the ears and all those stupid shit, you know, and uh, it was just craziness, man. <laughs> Ivan, you got Netflix, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah. Have you watched uh, Tiger King yet? No. I, I, I've heard too many people. Well, you need to watch one episode and judge for yourself. So I can piss all over it? Probably be like everybody else's. No, I say off. just give it one episode and see what you think. Okay, okay, I'll tell I you. I did see him what. using by the I, next. I, by I the did next. see him using a uh, meme out there for apparently some local Baskin Robbins put up. We are not related to Carol Baskin. <laughs> That's good. 
that that one was good. I don't even know. Again, I still don't know nearly anything. I haven't watched the damn thing, but I thought that was pretty funny. No, but I'll t- no, but I'll tell you what. Okay, I, I okay, I will make. I'll give you a pinky promise on this that by our next show, I will have watched one episode of Tiger King. But on the on the on the on the premise that I get to say anything I want about it. Well, yeah, Why we're always going to say whatever we want. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I mean, fairness, we're not the Ministry of Truth Netflix, here. We can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I know I know that you know sometimes I I tend to go you know jump off the rails and say some things that yeah, yes we do we know this uh, so anyway aside from your Twitch last week I mean obviously you had the you know thing for your dad so it was kind of yeah sucks well, but no no but but, but um, the thing about it is the thing about it is guys and let me go ahead and just you know put a nice little let me put this in a nice box with a nice bow on top of it okay and the thing is that. Uh, I'm, I've been preparing for this for six years. Okay. So in, in truth, you know, it wasn't, I didn't lose my, I, I lost my dad. Yeah. But it was the disease that I lost my dad to. And when you watch somebody imprisoned in themselves and not able to be the person you once knew them as mm-hmm. it's, it's tough to watch. Yeah, I'm sure. And, yeah. So, Sucks, you know, man. so it's... So well, it's so like, let us know later on in the year if there's a service or something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So to see somebody, I put it in the mindset of being incarcerated, okay, in their own person, all right? But the day that he was set free and he was able to get out and do his groovy thing and knowing that Right now, as I sit here and I talk with you guys, and he's doing his groovy thing, and he's happy, and he's whole, and he's, you know, he's not in any pain. I don't have to see any of the atrocities that was that part of his life anymore. You know, the mercy of the situation gives me the solace of being able to say, yeah, I was there, and I saw him off. He went out with a bang. And he went. He, he's happy. He's happy. And you know, whether or not people believe the fact that you know our our family members come back in some way, shape, or form, okay, I'm not going to tell you that that hasn't happened because, in essence, it has. And it brings a kind of a peace to you, and then also gives you the peace of mind knowing that once you've bowed down in the stage of life and go stage right. At least you know you got somebody waiting there for you. So that is a comfort all in of itself. So there's my little package with a nice okay. little bowl, and I'm going to present it to you guys. And, of course, as far as the rest of it, yeah, I got back, you know, when I um, got back home and I had to <clears throat> get ramped up again to everything that was happening. I mean, uh, by the way, I uh, got my uh, my apartment. I got, an, I got an appointment on Friday to go see my new apartment. I'm very excited. And uh, so I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing the new place, and uh, and they're talking May first, believe it or not. So, so keep your fingers crossed that uh, if I accept the place, yeah, that I will definitely be leaving the uh, the Happiness Hotel soon enough. <laughs> and uh, then, other than that, you then, live yeah. at the Happiness Hotel. Don't they Literally. charge an hourly rate? <laughs> I know that you know. Well, you know, you got three ways to pay: one, cash. Two credit card, three sneak out in the middle of the night. Whoop TC. Very <laughs> choice. So, <laughs> so with that, 
<laughs> that that just excites me to no end. And uh, then uh, assembling the room for the Twitch stream, which I set up the, the turntables and the mixing board and everything, and I got it ready. I was excited. I was on for five hours and three minutes yesterday. Huh. Mm. Talk about blissful, dude. Blissful. I was so happy, so happy, not to mention the fact that, okay, I had people on the stream, you know, come, you know, commenting as far as Sweden, man. I'm like, damn. That's cool. (laughs) Just like, wow, this is just, it blew my mind. Next time, (laughs) just give like a few hours heads up and post on the Squares Roundtable Facebook page. Yeah, dude, you really need to put this stuff out there. You don't have to. You don't have to put it on on Instagram and Facebook and that stuff, but put the link to Twitch there. Well, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. okay, I will do that. I will yeah. do that. I'm just learning this myself. So, I mean, I didn't You'll get I... more people that will pop over. Like, for example, it's like I totally spaced out, but if you would drop something on Sunday and been like, hey, I'm doing this thing on Twitch – yeah, okay, wait a minute. Oh, shoot, I should Yeah, I posted, I shared Ivan's post, so. I know, and then Logan that. Arcade liked it, and yeah. one of these days we should have a conversation with Logan Arcade, but we won't get into that now. <laughs> so anyway, uh, anyway, we'll see. So, How about... So I'm good, man. Right now I'm here at my mom's house, and uh, we just got done eating turkey and, and, and rice and beans and, you know, some of the family. How are my... you planning on doing a show after you ate turkey? Oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Are you? Yeah. Okay. I, feel- I know, like, well, hold on a second. Is it, like, turkey, like, Thanksgiving kind of turkey? Or turkey, yes. like... Okay. No, it's it's Thanksgiving turkey. It's Thanksgiving turkey. It's Uh-oh. like my mother... My mother, you know, my mother had this big bird, and uh, a few days ago, you know, she, like, prepared it because I was with her. big bird. She well, no, no. big bird? prepared big bird and uh you know cut the slices into them and then put all the spices and then you know just kind of shook them around you know took the the gizzards and things out of them and then put them down in the freezer you know and got it ready and then just the other day brought it up and just cooked it up and mm, good (laughs) didn't have to spit out any feathers or nothing it was delicious anyway but yeah as far as anything else was concerned yeah i mean it was great meal today and uh had the rice and beans and we had uh we had cake julie made this fabulous it's called fudgelicious cake it doesn't you don't use don't use milk or eggs in the recipe, but it's totally decadent. It's so good. It's like a cake that eats like a brownie. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. So, yeah. You're killing me. <laughs> it's just delicious. You're so, killing me. You're just killing me. <laughs> You're not allowed to tease fat people. It's just mean. But, but, but see, I'm fat too there, Jeff, so you know what? I'm... T- <laughs> You know, fat people like that. Come on. Okay, I'm sorry. Fat I mean, people abuse. Come on, stop it. Okay, no, I will quit. Fa- I no, will no, quit. I'm kidding. I'm just giving. You I know, I know. I will. I will. I will. So wait, do you stuff? Do you have like stuffing with the bird, or is there no yeah, stuffing? Yeah, stuffing. I mean, I'm gonna be asleep like three hours, like two hours near the end of the night. You could be like, oh, Are you I, I mean, by, by, I'm, I'm sure. On. I'm sure. I'm sure. By the end of uh, our, our second taping, I'm sure I'm probably gonna be like, "Okay, boys, are we finished?" I can go for uh, a at some point solid the turkey dinner. It's gonna kick in, yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> when the melatonin kicks in. 
but you know it's it's cool man you know so I, it was a good time i mean it's nice to see my brother my sister uh my brother's daughter um uh my nieces were there soraya was there julie came by so it was just a bunch of us in the kitchen just eating commiserating just you know just you know just keeping mama company and you know just kind of you know working everything through and so far so good so it's all right yeah uh, a great meal. I love turkey. I could eat turkey any time of the year. It doesn't uh-huh. have to be Thanksgiving. I could eat it any time of the year. You know, it's just one of those things. It's one of those feel good foods that it's just like it ready to give it a turkey roll or turkey sandwich or in a sub or in a club, whatever. It's kind of like potatoes. Potatoes is another thing I could eat any time. You know, no matter how you fix them, potato. It's a miracle I wasn't. I'm, I'm, I don't. I don't look more like a spud. But you know. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Okay, so enough about me and food. How about you, Jeff? What do you got going on? Oh gosh. Uh, boy, where do I start? Um, at the beginning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so once my mom fucked my dad. Okay, never mind. I don't think that. <laughs> okay, okay. That was the beginning, and then when little Jeffrey arrived. Yeah. And then of course you know from a hundred little zygotes. Yeah. Okay, no, one popped in and everybody said, oh, shit. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, before I get into it, I do have something because Mike mentioned Big Bird, so this seemed like a good time. Okay. Uh, I saw something today. Uh, pick a movie. Keep one actor. The rest are all played by Muppets. Ooh. Ooh. Anybody, anybody want to take a shot at this first? Otherwise, yeah, um, I'll start throwing out names. I'll start throwing some out. Start. You start, Jeff. Okay. So um, I thought if you if, if you guys if you you guys have both seen Midnight Run, right? Yeah. Yes, I have. With okay. Charles Grodin and De Niro. Yeah, with Charles Grodin and Robert De Niro. So all I keep thinking is Robert De Niro and everybody else is a Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. There's a part of me where I want to see Charles Grodin as a Muppet going. Why aren't you? Why are? Why aren't you? Why are the people, the police department in Chicago, a fan or whatever that that light is? And you're you like, shut up, you fuzzy little. You know, Wait a minute, but didn't but didn't Charles Grodin? Uh, wasn't he in a Muppet movie? He was. He might have been. He, he might have been, been in one of them, maybe like a bit role or something. He might have. No, no. He actually he played a major role, and okay, and I believe uh, it was it was when the Muppets. It's when the Muppets. It's when the Muppets went to England. To uh, if you to... say so, okay. I so yeah. Ivan. That's here's the deal. Yeah. Pick a movie. Pick a movie, and then okay. yeah, replace everyone but one actor. And by the way, I want to be clear because there's some people when I when I put this on my personal wall who right away yeah. started like putting actual like Muppet characters in instead, and I'm like. No, they're just Muppets. Muppet versions of the other characters. Of the other ones. I'll, so I'll give you another I'll give. I'll buy Ivan some time. Can I tell you the other one I thought would be amusing? Yeah, go ahead. This, this is all, and here's me being, here's me not going fully wrong, but wrong. Um, yeah. So I want Burt Reynolds to say the same in Boogie Nights. There you go. Oh, that's good. So basically we're talking about Muppet porn. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna say, De- I was gonna say Demi Moore in striptease. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do we, are we saying that Demi Moore? We want Demi Moore to be Demi, Demi Moore to be the the centerpiece and the, everybody else played by Muppets. 
Uh, and, uh, <laughs> although Muppet Striptease Demi Moore could be interesting, but I don't know. Well, that's quite wrong. <laughs> well, she was Charles already Gross, anyway, in the Great Muppet Caper in 1981. Ta-da! Yes. There, yes. there you go. Yes. <laughs> there, there's your answer. Um, <laughs> So you want everybody else in striptease to play a Muppet. Yeah. Okay, it's interesting. A, interesting. It's a me more. Uh, all right, Mike, any thoughts? Uh, Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, keep Shatner. I love a Muppet version of Khan. Oh, that would see, be... See, I'd go the with reverse. The I'd love to see a Muppet version of Shatner yelling Khan every five seconds. <laughs> or maybe keep Spock. Keep Spock. Yeah, that could work too. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be wrong. You are so. You are all so illogical. We're That's Muppets. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, choose another one, Jeff. I thought Caddyshack. If we just did Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, that no, would Rodney would be... be an awesome Muppet. You got to keep Ted Knight. Ted Knight? See, yeah. but Ted Knight... He'd be the straight be... man. Oh, wait, you know what? We just make the guy who played Danny. Yeah, the... We just have okay. the guy who played Danny, the kid. The hero, That's who we yeah. make. That's who we make the real person, and everybody else is a Muppet. Including God, the Irish girl he has sex with, and... Yeah. Uh... No, no, the Irish girl's a Muppet. That's all I need! Yeah, that one. Why, well, thanks for nothing! Thanks for nothing! Yeah. Having sex with a Muppet. I, okay. And then, uh, what the, what was it? Oh, she smells his uh, granddaughter. Oh, no, grandson. <laughs> grandson. Oh, oh, oh smells his granddaughter. Yeah. That's correct. Yes, yes. I'm thinking of the other one who picks his nose. Okay, okay, okay. Um, You're right. And yeah, I, I was thinking, um, I was thinking, um, I was thinking, um, or his niece. Or was it, yeah, it was his niece. Yeah, the not niece with Chevy Chase. Yeah. Chevy Chase Gum- around going, no, 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 no. Young, young Frankenstein. <laughs> keep Madeline. Um, stripes, but keep Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, mud, rep- mud wrestling, uh, mud wrestling female Muppets could be amusing. And a, a Muppet version of Sergeant Hulka. How about, yeah. how about a Muppet version of Young Frankenstein? Young Frankenstein. Okay. Yeah, who would you keep though? You keep uh, Peter Madeline. Boyle, or would you keep I, uh, Gene Wilder? I would keep Madeline Kahn. Oh come on! She had like she was a bit. Uh, no, it was Terry Gar was in. Uh, Terry Gar, that's yeah, the was one. In... Yeah, I would keep Terry Gar. It was so like... bad. I, I mean, it was so funny because people are like bringing things up like uh, like Star Wars and stuff like that. No, no, that's not nearly good enough. There's got to be stuff that's even better. Like now I'm thinking about it, it's like, what if it was the Fifth Element with Bruce Willis is the key, is the as we kept Bruce Willis yeah, and everybody else was a Muppet. Oh, that would be cool to see. That that would be I, good I stuff. would pay my money to see that. I would pay my money to see that. That yes, that might be uh that see that's what I mean. You got to pick stuff. The, the best stuff is not like um you got to go off nerdy science fiction, yeah. Yeah, the nerdy science fiction stuff doesn't work as well as much as like some weird you know, something like people are not yeah, gonna like, to come out like of Like Goodfellas and keep Joe Pesci. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be great. No, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I, well, I no, I think a Muppet version of Joe Pesci would be better. Yeah, I know. I was just gonna say I think Ray, Ray Liotta. No, keep Ray Liotta, there you go. Keep yeah. Ray Liotta. 
Yeah, Raven. there you go. There we go. There, that's, um... <laughs> no, oh, no, I'm with you. Could you imagine an entire version of Parasite as a Muppet? <laughs> that'd be oh. so... God, that'd be like... <laughs> it all in Korean, too. That'd be great. Oh, That'd be horrible. Oh, my God. Parasite that'd is... Be like... There's oh, a part was... of me... Can I admit that there's a part of me where it's like... Um, that I want to see the adventures of Ford Fairlane as Muppet. Oh, <laughs> oh that would be. I couldn't I get past who, that. I couldn't I finish that film. Pick, Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> no, I couldn't finish that film. I don't know who I would pick as who I want to be the Muppet. Who I don't want to be the Muppet, though. I almost want all of them to be the Muppet. And without See, that's Andrew the problem. Clay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I and then I started really going off the deep end, like. Um, Behind the green door, <laughs> oh. or deep, or um, um, the happy hooker, uh, you know that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> deep throat. <laughs> yeah, I thought about deep throat too. Come yeah, on. not the Muppets. Come on, they, they we showed, we knew, we found out that that formula didn't work. Yeah. Well, no, that formula, no. Well, the happy time. By the way, the happy timers is available for me to be able to watch for free. And I'm still not willing to do it because no. I'm scared. You're losing more than time in that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm really kind of afraid to like. Well, okay, here, here. I'm As, gonna. I'm... I, yeah, you saw it, so I'll. I'll, I'll yeah. Refer to you. We know Ivan. Well, Ivan gave his review here earlier. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I did. Last year, I did. You know, so, but I'll leave that to your mind to explore that. I mean, you got. I, I'm just saying. Uh, Due to the fact that we are doing the let's replace you know the rest of the actors with Muppets, and then here you got two live actors you know doing the thing along with all these Muppets. Well, yeah, and then of course you know you're talking about you know Deep Throat, you're thinking about Linda Lovelace. I mean, so you are already kind of putting that whole element into that movie, so it's not like it's that far off, you know, but <laughs> it's just... It's, yeah, it's, I mean, we could really have fun with this and talk about Jenna Loves Brianna or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> ain't uh, no business like monkey business. <laughs> yeah, or, or how about how about Muppet John Holmes? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, Pinocchio. It's not his nose. It's not his nose. Is not the only thing that grows. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem. That, that was the funny part. Of like that. It's like, okay, mind wandering to gutter on this question. Yeah. That's <laughs> yes. mm. Um. Speaking of movies, I did see two over the weekend. I. Um, what you see? Um. So, you know, God bless the amazing amount of content that's available right now for free in different places. Um, so I caught, I caught, I, and we talked about this so when we first started the show. Um, mm-hmm. I caught what's called The Kitchen. You guys remember we talked about this movie a while back? Yeah, it was a DC. Uh... Right, it was based on a Vertigo book. Yeah, I saw about... the trailer for it a couple times, but yeah, it was right. in and out of and theater super for fast. for some strange reason... For some strange reason, it didn't do well in the theaters. No, it didn't. And it kind of bombed. Yeah, it did. And I gotta tell you, so I, I you know, that was available to watch. Um, I can't remember what what service has it on there available right now to watch. It, um, it, at no cost. My like, guess is it's HBO. 
Oh, did it bomb Harley Quinn style bomb, or did it bomb like? Uh, no, it worse than Harley or, Quinn. Or or or, or, or well, cats. Harley Quinn was partially uh, partially yeah, a Quinn victim victim of the, the the onset of the virus thing. Yeah, that too. But so yeah, it didn't do. In fairness, it didn't have nearly the budget or anything as as those movies. But um, I gotta tell you, again. It was about what we thought it would be when we saw all the trailers. It was a solid movie. I'm not sure why it did so poorly. It was really, really good movie. Um, Tiffany Haddish is in it, and Melissa McCarthy. And I can't remember who the third female lead is, but they're all really good in it. I mean, we're not talking about like Oscar-worthy material, but you know, it was. De- and I will tell you this: it was better than a basic popcorn movie. It had it held my interest. It was okay. it was a solid watch. Um, wow, for a few that, that... hours about it, and and it's interesting because the way they leave it, you know, there was about there was the possibility for a second movie if you wanted to. Obviously, it'll never happen. But, uh, but if anything, it makes me want to go find the the Vertigo books to see um, how yeah. it really ends up playing out in the end. Um, but yeah, I give it. I give it four out of five. I wow, that's you know, good. I, I, I it, and you're it, and you're a tough cookie when it comes to a movie. So they right. Had no, I thought it was solid. I really did. I thought the acting was pretty good. I thought the story was good. I thought it was interesting. Um, you know, I just feel like it may have been. I don't know if it was a victim of circumstance or what, but that's a maybe I don't know it was why just that timing. Maybe. Well, maybe it just—it was just timing. It was just. Well, might have I been think just... he got panned by by critics too, and I'm like, and I'm like, I don't see it. I think it was pretty solid. Um. So so to yeah. Um. So yeah. So I saw that. That was good. Now, on the other hand, I finally saw. Super. About. And... The guy who uh, it's uh, it's yes with Dave Batista and it's Dave Batista and the guy from the Big Sick whose name I can never say the guy who just who we talked about recently who's gotten into shape he's going to be in the internal movie he's got all the free Pornhub that he wants for the rest of his life that's the guy um, uh, no I know what you're talking about I mean I like the right, Big he, Sick I can't remember his name and I can't pronounce it well um, but he's in Community Kamel Nanjani yeah that's the guy so it's him. And Dave Batista, and and so Camille is is an Uber driver, and Bati- and Dave Batista is this cop who basically hires him because he at some point he goes in for an eye surgery, and then they find out the big bad is he just finds out the big bad is out there, so he needs to have an Uber driver, and it's just bad. And um, Karen Gillian's in it. It's it's. It's it's not good. Okay. Um, if you're gonna see it for free, sure. Uh, there were moments where I'm like, why am I still watching this? Um, and I like both guys. They don't mesh well. So there's no chemistry. It's it's right. Well, cause he, cause the one guy, what is it, Mike? You're gonna have to say his name again for me. Oh, um, non Johnny Nine. Yeah, that guy. Um, yeah. So a lot of his is. <laughs> I, a lot uh, of I'm his sorry. Is, yeah. 
a lot of his humor is more um, self-deprecating and a little bit more um, is a little bit more dry. And so Batista needs to carry a little bit more. And you can tell he's just not there yet as a as as a leading like action guy yet. Um, I feel like it, it, the pairing, they're both good. They needed somebody else to kind of like counter say, from one another. Middle, short yeah. the middle to make this work. Um, and so that it, 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 I don't know. It's not for the lack of trying that they didn't try. But this movie is definitely a clunker. I put it at like two out of five. If I'm no, that's too bad. Um, it's it, it's it's too bad because both of them are good. That both of them are good. They do they do well. There's just some and there's some bad jokes in here, and it it's just it's not good. It's just not good. Um, which is too bad because the premise sounded amusing, and I like both. Again, I like both actors, but it didn't work. Um. Trying to think of anything else. Um, you know, obviously, just been. I, oh, I did do some gaming on Tuesday night. I did fifth edition. Um, I used something called um, some old school, like, D, like you know, like regular D and D game, but um, uh, virtually. Um, and it's funny because we use Discord for the for um, talking on. And then we used something called Roll20. And I got to be honest with you, I kind of wasn't thrilled. Um, but then again, maybe part of it, it was just how things were running or things ran slow. Um, but everybody keeps telling me, oh, no, we, you can play you can play games like that online. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. Um, I'm supposed to try to give it a shot again on Saturday. As a matter of fact, I'm supposed to run a game on Saturday, which I don't even know how to do. But we, <laughs> we no. won't get into that. Um, cause I'm, I'm not familiar enough with this with the game mechanic. Let me try that again. I know the game mechanics. I don't know the, the mechanics of the, the actual tech. So this should be fascinating. You should um, be able to find a tutorial on YouTube or something. Yeah. But some, somebody's going to walk me through it, but even so I'm like, okay, this is going to be a kind of a mess. Um, <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll see how this goes. Uh, but I'll, I'll hold off on Last Dance until a little bit a little bit later because okay. honestly I, I'm jacked to talk about that. Okay. Um, but I figure we'll hold that right, or we should right or no? You guys? Yeah, we can just... yeah, wait a little later, I suppose. Okay. Get some of our regular, see regular what, news on. I'd rather hear. I'd rather hear why Mike's wearing a sock when he works at a hardware store, and they should have something better than that. Well, we're out of. Well, the thing is with the the H, the was it the KH. Or every ninety-five or something like that, the KN ninety-fives uh-huh. we had, they're a little too constrictive, and sometimes I'm doing heavy labor and I can't uh, breathe uh-huh. as well wearing it. Uh-huh. So and I get shortness of breath and I, and almost to the point where I feel like I might start hyperventilating. So I don't want to have to do that. So I'm, I had this, yeah, just a plain took a sock and you know it was a new sock. It was not worn. <laughs> yeah, it was. I cut it and I mm. into a shape, and I saw watch a video. And I'm like, okay, but now so I wore that for a couple of days. But yeah, my aunt Carol got us, or my no, was my aunt Linda had made some distributed to the family, so she watched it. And it has mm. the like the metal strip on top, so it bends over the bridge of your nose, so it doesn't 
fall down on you. Oh, it's real nice. Very well made. So I'm, I'm really like that one. But James Wood says, yeah. "Where, hey Mike, where's your uh, where's your homemade mask?" I was like, "No, I got <laughs> I got to upgrade." Um, finished a puzzle, got a thousand piece puzzle based on like breakfast cereals, and that one was super fun. I saw fun. that. Yeah, I saw was, that. That was cool. That was fun. You have far more patience than I do. That's that was a thousand pieces, and that one was that was pretty easy. Uh, it was fun, you know. It was, it was because, you know, like I said, I I like I posted, I talked about it on my post, but like I spent half my childhood mornings uh, staring at cereal boxes before. Oh, before no, we stared at our phones, we had all we had was the back of the cereal box to read. So. Oh well, if you didn't get the uh, cereal boxes that had the great records that you cut out on the back, well, yeah, that was those were the thrilling ones of my. Mm. Right. Where the, right. Where the record, where the you know they had the records of the Archies, yeah. Bobby Sherman, the Jackson Five, the Osmonds. No, uh, I didn't buy the. We didn't get the cereal boxes with the records on the back because. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that maybe that was early in the, maybe that was in the seventies or something. That, that yeah, was, I mean, yeah, I mean, I still, I still have a bunch of my record cereal, uh, my cereal box records, which mm-hmm. you know they still, they still play great, okay. and everything. Speaking of cereal box records, can I, can I interest you in a story about make your own mini vinyl records? Okay. Okay. Check this out. All right. Uh, there's a um, company in Japan that's now designed, you know, to make your own mini vinyls with an $80 record cutter, okay? And, uh, you know, so it says it makes 5-inch custom vinyl. So you have to buy a you, you have to buy your own record cutter? Well, actually, here it is. The uh, record cutter, what it does, okay, it's the, it was uh, designed by um, Japanese designer Yuri Suzuki. And he capitalized on the format with the resurgence and partnered with magazine publisher Gakken to release the Build-It-Yourself record-cutting machine. And uh, it cuts five-inch vinyls and plays them back. Uh, you could you uh, you could do either 33s or 45s, uh, and the former will provide about four minutes of audio per side. And uh, so that's and then, it. Yeah, well, you know, most most hit records were done under two, a three minute rule. Yeah, three minute record, right? So it was a three minute rule. But here's the other thing about it is that you know uh, you could uh, you could use your three point uh, three point five millimeter plug. You can plug it in from your other devices, cut whatever you got from different sources. And they're planning to bring the instant sound cutting machine to the U.S. before the holidays. And the pricing, you know, that was in Japan was eighty dollars or eight eight thousand seven hundred seventy-eight yen for the simplest package of ten records, five black, five white, and two needles, which of course tops you out at a hundred dollars. Or you could get uh, you could get an additional uh, package where you could get two extra cutting needles, fifteen blanks with different with different uh, labels. Sounds like Ivan's uh, doing the infomercial here. I think he might have done yes. some research. Yes, yes, I was getting a kickback somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, but but, but the beauty of it is, is that you know, I mean, it can. Okay, when you're cutting but that's your not all, rug, according to. Yeah, well, when, you know, I mean, I want you a know, rug shampooer. <laughs> well, and you know, when you, cut, when you cut, when you cut, basketball. Nobody's a uh, basketball. <laughs> no, it's not a Michael And if you Jordan. order now. <laughs> But you know the thing about it is night the Popeil one where they talked about the knives, that was always good. Oh, the Ginsu knives. No, no, not the Ginsu knives. Where they had the big knife thing, where it was like the big knife spectacular. They start like one or two knives, and next thing you know, there's like thirty knives for like, 
1995. Now, how you know, much like would you pay? 30 bucks or something like that. And it's like, but wait, there's more. I mean, every time you turn around, there's like a different knife or something like that. Then yeah, like, they give you the paring knife. They give you the carving knife. They give you yeah, the they knife. Yeah, they give you like every knife. They give you like the Jack the Ripper knife. The, you know, yeah, they have uh, the apple core knife, the pear core knife, the knife you can stick you know, your neighbor slice, with. The slice his throat knife. No. You know, that knife. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and then it's happened off. I think they give you like silverware too. Like there was a part of me where I was like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, you know, I get my own place. I ever need all this crap. Quite frankly, as much as I'm making fun of this, I would order this in a heartbeat, even if it's <laughs> absolute shit. Because it's like I think I came up with I figured out like what between the price and how much shit they were giving you, I think it was like a dollar twenty-five a piece. I'm like, can't beat that, even if it sucks. You know, you use it once, you get you know one dinner or something. Well, you yeah, know, it seriously. all goes back to that whole goes back to that whole Ronco thing, man. You remember? I mean, Ronco came out with everything from soup to nuts back in the day. You know, yeah. from the record flipper to the to the you know, look, it even makes Julian fries. You know, the the yeah. thing you know, then you hit the top and it smashes all the things in the middle. Yeah, what's his name? Even even Robert Williams makes fun of that and let it look big, Julian fries. <laughs> yeah. You know, but but yeah, but it's it's kind of cool that you know that they're actually bringing this technology back after it's been you know in mothballs for about I don't know what sixty years. <laughs> it's it's amusing. Oh, records, or you mean record? What are you talking? Yeah, you know, making your own records, records at home. Making your records at home because that used to be a thing. You know, before there was tape players, you know, tape recorders, they were record cutters. They were very common in the uh, 30s, 40s, and early 50s. And in fact, a lot of demos were created via record cutters, you know. So, uh, yeah, so somebody in Japan decided to take the really old ancient technology, just updated it, upgraded it, made it easier. And, and, and to be honest with you, it looks like a very fancy toy, but... I'm curious. I'm, I'm almost ready to pull the trigger and actually buy this. Yeah, but it I, could be yours for this low, low price. Yeah, man. I was going to say, Mike, what, what, are we, what are we putting on the over-under on whether or not Ivan buys one? I'm sure he's already got one ready. Yeah, seriously. I, I was waiting for the, oh, I already paid for it. It's on its way. <laughs> no, no, not yet. It's not available. Six to eight weeks for delivery. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I've showed it on but, uh... Amazon. Me and me and... <laughs> but you know, I, I I definitely am serious about may, you know maybe pulling the trigger on this just because it's cool looking, and if it's under if it's under a hundred bucks, I mean, come on, even if it's a piece of shit, at least it's just you know something amusing to just you know pass the time, considering mm-hmm. the fact that you know we're going to be spending more time at home now that I understand that uh, July Fourth and uh, Taste of Chicago have been kicked out of the kicked out of the running yeah and that was the big news last week too is that the san diego comic-con is done yeah san diego san that's diego, not major kick in the teeth for a lot of people's income <sighs> well yeah, i mean that again that's it, 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 here's the interesting part like i said why not i mean why not try to do it virtually why not what well the... that that's that that okay how would you do it? There's the there's the question. How would you do such a thing? With well, a central website portal and then just having video chats and yeah, I mean, okay, granted, you can't buy anything, but you could still do a lot of the the panels and all that stuff. You could do it all. Yeah, virtually. just like live streaming through the major uh, social media sites and YouTube. Although I'll well. be honest, if this unless they, unless you did a. 
unless you did a huge Zoom style. Uh, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I mean. I mean, seriously, if I was somebody like Zoom, I'd have had the conversation with them. You know, and to, all the to, things that are coming out next year. Like that. Sure. <laughs> Because okay. there, yeah, there's just no this new year, stuff 20, coming out this year. Yeah, well, 2020 is pretty much done, boys. You know this. You know, yeah. Well, the summer uh, is, yeah. We'll see yeah. what happens in the well, fall. Well, we'll see. Because, again, we'll see how this goes. I think the most interesting, because, again, I think we talked about this last time. The Origins mm-hmm. Game Fair was physically canceled and moved to, like, October. The interesting part to me is and I still haven't seen a damn thing about it, they're talking about, for their normal weekend in June, about uh-huh. doing a virtual gaming uh, convention, and I've heard nothing after this announcement so far. I've seen her well, might her still nothing. be in the works as we get closer. Yeah, I think they're trying to figure I'm, 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 out how to do it. Like trying to figure the logistics of it, yeah. Maybe, maybe. that, And, and, and it's interesting, because, yeah, the next, the next big kind of event, to me... In terms of in terms of gaming or comics or something like that, uh, Gen Con's early August. I have not. And that's heard in the crosshairs word. now. I have not heard a word about that. And no. didn't you? Don't doesn't usually pre-reg go up by about now? Oh, pre-reg's been for a while. Yeah, pre-reg's been for a while. Pre-reg. I mean, pre-reg people... is still open now for Gen Con. I think so. Hmm. Although I'll be honest, I have no, I, I, I have no idea, and if I, given things how things are going right now, I, that's not something I would even consider at the moment. Well, I mean, we were considering it in the first place. In, I think pre-reg in theory. It's usually up by now. No, well, no, no it's been out for a while. It's been out for a while. The pre-reg. I don't know about events. No, I haven't heard anything about event listings yet. Or anything, but um, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no. it'll be interesting to see how how that goes, um, or if they're if they're going to talk about re, you know, like like I said, Origins is moving back to October. I, I'm curious if Gen Con will try something like that. Um, it's interesting. San Diego pretty much just sat there and said, "We're not even going to bother trying to do any of this in any way, shape, or form." It's like we'll just see you next year. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. Um... Well, I, w- I think I would figure because, okay, so many of the elements that make up uh, the Comic-Con, maybe of their individual bases, have not fared well through the COVID-19 situation. And therefore, maybe if they even did do it, would they have as many uh, vendors or attendees to actually well, I mean, that, that the becomes price the point on it? Well, that becomes the question, Ivan, is, it, yes, there are certain elements that, if they tried to do it, aren't really going to be doable. Like, for example, yes, you're not going to be able to do um, artist salary. You're not going to have you're not going to have vendor tables or anything along those lines of people where they're going to do that stuff. Um, right. What you could do is all is still have all those panels, though. I mean, you still could, in theory, do all the panels you talked about doing that you were going to do. Um, I'm sure cosplay. In theory, I guess you could do. Isn't I? I can't remember if there's a costume contest or not. I think there is. I think there um, is. I think there is. I can't remember, but 
there's no reason why you couldn't do it virtually. None. Oh no, you could do you could do the costumes and you could yeah, do the panels. You do that virtually. And I you could do and you could do the interviews, you could do the 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 overviews of certain things. Okay, maybe certain vendors could still, you know, put in their advertising time for their businesses. Okay, okay, great. You can't come to the store in person, but this is what we got available and then you could order it through whatever ordering portal you could use in order to get the product, you know, say like, wow. uh, you know, but I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, put it this way. Um, as far as I think it could possibly also be done through the virtual world and, you know, from the things I know, I, the only thing is you would have to work out where you could make this uh, feasible without having to deal with no type of, you know, no type of crowding or, 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 or attendance. Okay. Now, how would you get? Oh, what do you mean oh. no attendance? Well, basically, nobody attending a big hall. Now, how would you get what the attention? You'd have, you'd, they'd, everyone's they'd, at home. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everyone yeah, everyone's at home. But I wanna, okay, okay. What I mean is, what I mean is, okay. If you were to do this, how many people could you realistically draw to this through virtual means? Um, concerning, think about this, Ivan. Think about this. I'm thinking. At at San Diego, there are people for the Star Wars event when it happened waited okay. what three days, two to three days in line to get into Hall H to get into that hall. Yeah. Okay. 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 I mean, and that's just one panel. Okay, so there is there is a draw. To the panels, there is yes. a big oh, and, and keep to, in the, mind. to the to the yeah okay. So there mind, is a Ivan. Those are the big panels. We're not talking about all the little pa- all the I shouldn't say little the small some of the panels that may not get that a ho- that high a profile. Right. So, okay, you think you're maybe if you if they concentrated on yet the the the, the panels with the drawing power. And he may be at the drawing power on There's that alone. Live on YouTube. This is the only right. re- really way you could do it. That's you what could. I'm saying. You could. You, yeah, well, and that's that's what I mean. Either I YouTube or Facebook surprised. because it has to be something that, that could handle that many views at once. The only thing is – At once. That's is, what I'm talking about. But, but here's the interesting part. Here's the problem. Here's the possible problem with doing it on YouTube. And again, I again, forgive me. Maybe I'm not thinking right on this, which is – Okay, there are people who paid to be going to San Diego. Really, in reality, there are people who would pay to watch this online. Yeah, they would. They and yeah. and, and, and so here's the thing: it, can YouTube handle that? I don't know. Can, can you monetize that? Can you handle that? I think you could. Maybe. If you got, I mean, I mean, uh, there are different platforms. In the, right, in, well, that's what I mean. In is, a different universe, okay. yeah. I mean, you could go ahead and do it that right. way. Right. The bigger, the bigger headache is, is, yeah. Okay, you get a hundred thousand people a day to go to San Diego. The real question becomes, you know, what percentage go to the panels, and if it's even, let's let's just be let's be let's go on the conservative side. Let's say it's twenty percent. Okay. okay. So that's 
that's 20,000 people. And P.S., that's 20,000 people who normally go to San Diego. Now all this content is available from the from your own home. What do you that think that could... number goes? I think the problem at this point is, do you have anything that can contain the amount of people who might be willing to dish out the money in order to see it? Yeah, like, like what if Disney Plus gives San Diego the middle finger and says, okay, we're going to release all these live streams on Disney Plus, so you'll have to subscribe in the month of July to get, to get these that. access to these panels. Right. Could. Even if I they mean, are the like, like pretty much Skype chats, pretty much. It's it's funny you say that yeah. because with trailer another drops. interesting question. Well, yeah. there you go. Good. Yeah. Here's another interesting question because later 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 in 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 the summer is the D twenty three cons uh convention, which is Disney's big Disney convention. And right. they always like to have something for that. Now, okay, right now, obviously, that's in jeopardy, and that may not happen. Um, and in fairness, even if it does happen, I don't know who's coming from all over the world to go to that. So it's well, interesting it, it, when you say – well, the reason I'm mentioning this is, you know, like Mike says about it being Disney Plus exclusive. Well, I got news for you. There's an example of where you could do exactly what Mike said and, no, and, I, and, do, and, D23, and I do D23 that way. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, would it would it be feasible to be able to do it the same way? Of course, I agree with Mike on that because it 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 it, it incorporates all the great things over a huge uh, platform such as Disney Plus. You know, I mean, it's not it's almost a no brainer if you think about it. Well, yeah, it's actually an interesting point you make because because really at that point. At that point, would you... you're bringing live content that you didn't have before, right? And and yeah, you know, if you're going to charge your normal, usual price of 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 what is it, five or six bucks? Well, no, six, six or seven bucks a month. Why yeah, not? They'll, you know, to get all that possibility. Sure, why not? Why not do it? And then on top of that, if you're going to go with exclusivity. You can even pop an extra charge just for the exclusivity of actually getting into those panels and into those different mm-hmm. situations for that convention. I mean, yeah. it's a money—it's a money maker. Listen to that. Well, uh, that's why I'm a little again. That's why I'm a little surprised that you know some nobody's jumped that, on that it. There, that there haven't been some of the movements and and whatnot. Um, as long as we're talking about comics for a second, there is one other kind of big story about comics right now, which is so Diamond Diamond has been the big distributor for comic books for a long time. Yeah, and they've been shut down, obviously, due Decades. to the current situation. Decades. Right, so apparently DC has decided to figure out a way to distribute on their own, starting April 27th, back to comic book stores without Diamond. And two of the ways that they're using for distribution channels are essentially online retailers. Okay. To do the distribution to send to your neighborhood comic book store. 
And, it sounds like a logistical nightmare. Um, and like I said, P.S., it's, th- this announcement was made, I want to say, late last week, and they're talking about that, the, you know, you know, they're they're trying to put this together in less than, what about a week to get this all together? Wow, um, that doesn't that doesn't leave much time for anything. Re- retailers are, I'll tell you. What, and the other thing is, there's nothing that says for sure that Diamond eventually at some point won't ship the slate of books that D- that right now DC would have. If you understand what I'm saying, when they finally reopen. So, and the other right. thing is, you know. Do you really want to cut your throat with Diamond at the moment? Yeah, Just but you because I mean, isn't that be like cutting your throat to saving your face? I mean, that I just well, keep in mind it doesn't necessarily mean you know there's so, there are tons of other things getting distributed in the comic book world that aren't DC related. Yeah, and a lot products. of retailers, a lot of brick and mortar stores are trying to stay open by doing curbside pickups, like just call in and say, "Hey, I need you know." You know, yeah. Mr. Terrific right, number thirty-three. Like, okay, I'll have it tomorrow, and you can just pull up and you know, I'll just hand it to you in your car or whatever. Well, and then the other thing is, is like, it's funny. There was a comment I read from somebody, and I put the, I put the latest on comments up on on the on the on our squares page on face. Yeah, I saw the article. Facebook, yeah, where you know, there's one guy in Arkansas who's like, "Well, we haven't had any quarantine, so all my people are really happy that we're getting." It's like, okay, thank you. Well, that's what happens when you live in the middle of nowhere. I shouldn't be that way. Well, um, the more rural areas, I mean, like, look at, obviously, things are pretty bad by you in Lake County. But two counties over, it's uh-huh. they had, like, less than 50 cases. And maybe one yeah. or two deaths. That's it. Well, so these like rural areas aren't getting hardest hit. So yeah. they want to be able to save those retailers by finding an alternative to Diamond. Yeah, I would think that would be the. I mean, I mean, like well, I said, Diamond has been the center place for so long. I mean, don't you think that they maybe should have found a secondary long before it's got to this? Well, that that's always been the comment, Ivan. Is that, and that's one of the things. It was funny when I heard when I heard about this, and I was discussing it with somebody when when this first kind of started to come out. Is is there's a part of me where I'm like, okay, well. You know, this is what the problem is about. There is only one major distribution channel for the world of comics right now, and that that's that's Diamond. That's it. And and I had the same reaction you did, which is, which is, um, why was know, it? Here's here's an opportunity. But everybody I talked to has basically sat there and said, yeah, no, this isn't a good thing. So, well, it, it was just like what happened with. Uh, the uh, the lacquer company that ended up going up in smoke in California, I think it was California, and you mean to tell me that that besides that company, the only there's only two other lacquer companies in North America where you could actually get lacquers made for records. I mean that's it. You know you would think that with the with the upsurge of all this vinyl record product going you would think that they would have tried to bring up more yeah more and this is a lot of people's livelihoods based on just simple comic books i mean just shows how all our supply chains are just so fragile yeah no way or it does uh, something crazy like this i will say guys 
for everything kind of being, you know, shut down this past week, there was a lot of news that was out there for in the world of like comic mm-hmm. book slash TV movie stuff. Like, um, and not just news I, about movies that are being delayed. <laughs> right. right. No. Like, for example, um, I, I don't know if you I, I don't know if you caught this, Mike, um, about the fact that Sam Raimi is going to direct. Yeah. The, the Doctor, Doctor Strange. The Doctor yeah. Strange movie. Yeah. And that that and, and for people who are not aware, Sam Raimi is the guy who did the first three Spider-Man movies for With Sony. McGuire, yeah. Yeah, with Tobey Maguire. So, I mean, that's kind of a... That's kind, kind of, of a big deal. Yeah, no, it, it's kind of surprising, too, because, you know, that's not somebody, you know, I would have suspected they would pull or go to. And and to me, yeah, that's that, that says even more for a Doctor Strange movie that we've heard interesting things like um, Scarlet Witch might be in it, and, and there's there's all kinds of talk about what could or couldn't be in that movie. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 that's a big time. That's cool. Yeah. That's a big time director. Like everybody said, okay, so what roles Bruce Campbell going to play? <laughs> yeah. Cause Bruce well, Campbell's uh, like an every Sam Raimi. Well, I, I he'll replace Wong. <laughs> I'll tell you what I, I can, can, but so, that's a good gig if you can get it right. Well, it's like, what's his name? Um, the guy that J.J. Abrams is friends with, Greg Grunberg, who is uh, Parkman on Heroes. Uh, <laughs> and he's in, like, practically everything that Abrams has ever done. That He's always got a bit part for... Was he in Star Wars? Did they put yes, him in Star Wars? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So, I think, I think I think it's a director's preferential. I mean, I, get, I know they every director has got their, you know, go-to guy that it's just well like, no that's yeah. just that they're friends you know yeah. Sam Raimi well, yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I say the go to guy hey you know I'm Sam doing Raimi was the guy I don't know if you were aware of this Ivan Sam Raimi was a regular on the Hercules and Xena show mm-hmm. then the syndicated the one Kevin Sorbo from, one yes yeah the Kevin I, Sorbo one that's the guy who played Joxer right okay. um, and then Raimi was involved with him for Evil Dead so right. there's a part of me where I'm like, you're talking. According to this, the the title of the Doctor Strange movie is um, having to do with the had to having to do with the multiverse. Okay, there's a part of me where it's like, wouldn't it be something if they found Ash from Evil Dead? <laughs> no, that's really that'll never happen. That'll never no, probably happen. Probably not. No. Um, it's still an interesting thought, though. We 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 you know we mentioned J.J. Abrams briefly with Greg Grunberg. J.J. Abrams in the news, which is um, that he's supposedly doing a Justice League Dark movie. Um, and that's more of the supernatural guys, like your Swamp Things. Although they haven't announced a team yet, but usually it's the likes of your Swamp Things and Zatanna and John Constantine and, and that 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 crew. But that's apparently a Yeah, go. they're going to touch upon that in the, late, the new animated film that's coming later, uh, Apocalypse War. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, apparently they're going to do a live action of um, animated live as action of, the, of this particular supernatural type of superhero team, like like Dead Man. Yeah, It'll I think this is the right DC way to go book. with DC, is just, uh, you know, obviously there was the they thought they could make like a franchise out of Margot Robbie's 
Harley Quinn, but it's kind of not working out. So do you think maybe uh, through the through the magic of CGI and or hand-drawn animation, you think that might be the better way to go as far as that's concerned? Well, DC's been doing their universe films for a long yeah, time, yeah, several that's... years now. And they've been somewhat successful, but they've not been able to, like, obviously make big Marvel bucks. But it's a way to getting content out there and a way to perpetuate the interest. But with the live-action DC films, I think that's one way to go is just keep throwing a bunch of one-offs, you know? Stop trying to build yeah. into a franchise and to build into a cinematic universe. Just well, do just a bunch of one-offs. Do a bunch of great stories all in of themselves. Well, yeah. we'll see. I'm sure – I mean – the, the problem is is that we don't really – so so here's the thing. We, we, what we don't know is I've heard a couple of different concepts and ideas of stories about what happens to the concept of a DC shared universe. And right now the only thing I can say is, is that they're all – how do I say this? They're all stories at the moment, if you know what I mean which is that nobody is exactly sure how it's going to go or how it's going to work or, or how that's going to happen. Right. Or I'm just um, still I'm, spitballing I'm after from even now, after the, the consequences of justice league, they're still just spitballing. Basically yeah. trying to see what sticks. Yeah. Well, well as they and say, in yeah, some then... ways that's, that's that. And that's true. Ivan, which is in some ways that's exactly what's happening, which is okay. I, you know, wonder woman worked. Okay, guess what? We're going to still make a Wonder Woman movie. Okay? Uh, Aquaman worked. We're going to do another Aquaman movie. Shazam did well enough. We'll do another Shazam movie. Um, Suicide Squad did well enough. You got a Harley Quinn movie, and you got a Suicide Squad movie that just finished up filming. Yeah, Suicide Squad 2. With James Gunn. Yeah. Okay. Now you're going to get what looks like some sort of Justice League Dark movie. And apparently the Batman movie just got delayed, but yeah, you're that's doing a Batman under, yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Pattinson, doing, yeah. You know, you're doing a new Batman movie. Um, how all these things interconnect, don't know yet. Um, at some point, I'm sure they'll figure out a way if they feel like it or need to, or, or do what they need to do. It'll be interesting to see how that works, or if they don't do it at all. I don't know. Um... But yeah, so um, trying to just, just the fact that nothing's getting filmed right now. Yeah, it's going to leave this huge wow. gap by the end of the year. Like I saw an article uh-huh. about like soap operas, like three soap operas are, are going to run out of episodes in a month. Well, it's funny. Remember when we talked about the fact that Days of Our Lives might be over before, you know, this might be the end of Days of Our Lives because uh, the contract they hadn't picked up a new deal yet and everybody got kind of technically laid off because they had but they had enough product to run they had filmed far enough that I think they said that they had filmed into August well here's the irony um, they're gonna need to probably yeah if they don't get back to work soon, once things have settled product. down and the numbers start going down and We've flattened the curve, so, to, so in a way here. Yeah, and we, no, they'll need to fast track all this new content. Well, that's 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 the interesting part. Is again, and this is and sooner or later, it's going to start affecting, you know, fall network season too. You know, yeah, not just movies. Um, yeah, television is going to take a big hit too. Right, television's going to take a big hit. They, you know, nobody's. It's not like anybody's out there producing TV at the moment. 
Um, so what people are sitting on in terms of different things may be the answers to some of those questions. Now, certain certain companies have stuff in the can that they're holding. You right, know, like and, Black Widow. That's getting they're holding on to it. Right. It's done. Well, I'm just talking about TV. Yeah, TV too. Yeah, I'm talking about TV. TV more than more than than movies. At least movies. Okay, we put it on hold. We bring it back out when we need to. TV, you gotta fill time. You gotta fill. Bring back the Indian hours, head. Bring back week. the Indian head test pattern. Yeah, in other words, what you're saying is basically, okay, we're going to broadcast till 12 midnight and then stop broadcasting till like 7 in the morning like they used to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that happening. No, not in this day and age. No, well, no, they'll probably, yeah, they'll probably, well, they'll, they'll, they'll put, it's already, all that time on a lot of stations is already filled with infomercials that nobody yeah, cares about. Yeah, I that, yeah. you know. Yeah, about <laughs> that uh, make your own record player, yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire off on that. I'm gonna fire off on that, and I'm, I want to I want to check that out because I'm now, and now uh, they made it a, they made it affordable. I mean, hell, like I said, even if it turns out to be a piece of crap, you know what the hell? I mean, you know, hey, you know what? I can always regift it and give it to somebody, but you know, I'm gonna regift it. I have got a lot of vinyl friends. Oh, I got a lot of vinyl friends. I'm sure yeah. they'll get a big kick out Some of it. Some will appreciate it. Personally, yeah. I have a lot of human. I still need to be. I still need to buy a record player. I got well, a bunch of be... vinyl here. I just, I just ordered a vinyl last week. Like, I need and to buy like... a record player. Well, okay. Let me let me help you out with that. I could I could help you out with that, <laughs> and I could get you something that is worthy of your collection, and it's not going to break your bank. All right. We'll so, talk we'll about talk... it later. Yeah, we'll talk about that off show. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, what um, any other news here we got to cover here? Uh, the, there, there's a bunch of different things that I we obviously we haven't gotten to your uh, your Jordan yet. Yeah. 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 We'll get we'll get that to we'll get to that in a second here. Um, I did want to bring up one other thing. So, the uh, the Academy, the Oscars, folks, put out this 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 lit this. You know, everybody's kind of doing these little online games at this point, and. Um, so the Academy put out this thing that says, choose your Oscar best picture watch list. Yeah. And they grouped them in six groups. Yeah. Okay. Not, I not didn't a... see that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. This, okay. yeah. I remember where you're going. I was, I saw the, uh, saw the list you posted. Um, so, so I'll, I'll read them out to you. You guys can, you guys, and then we'll talk about it. Um, okay. So list, List group one, we'll call it group one. Uh, the Godfather, The Apartment, No Country for Old Men. And, ha- and by the way, we don't have to choose. We can be just be talking about this. It happened one night, Rain Man. Thoughts on that grouping? I've only seen two of those. Uh, uh, yeah, I've seen two. Uh, one more time. The Godfather. The apartment, no country for old men. It happened one night, and Rain Man. Of- okay, I've I've seen four of the five of those movies. Okay, I think i the only ones I've seen are Rain Man and No Country for Old Men, which I'm sure there are people going. You haven't seen The Godfather? No, I haven't. I saw well, The Godfather, you know- and I saw Rain Man. Yeah, I mean, I saw it in the theater. Yeah, so, especially so that's, yeah. that's that group. An excellent driver. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, group two. Ironically, group two is the group I kind of picked. Um, group two is Million Dollar Baby, Gone with the Wind, Silence of the Lambs, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, West Side Story. That's a yeah. good set. That's a good set. That's uh, a the, really good set. Yeah, yeah um, the, fir- the first one is the one I didn't see. I saw the other four, though. Million Dollar Baby is a solid movie. That's... um. That's the one about the Jennifer Garner. Yeah, that's uh, no, not Jennifer Garner. It's uh, Hillary Swank. Oh, Hillary. Okay, I like it. Million Dollar Baby. Clint Eastwood movie. It's a the boxing movie. Yeah, it's a boxing movie. It's it's uh, it's it's Clint Eastwood. I think directing. Yeah, he directed it. Yeah, with with Hillary Swank. Okay. Well, again, yeah, I guess as of the five you mentioned, I didn't see Million Dollar Baby. I saw the other four though. Yeah. Yeah, two is real strong for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like this grouping for a couple reasons. One, you get the classic in Gone with the Wind. You get right. Silence of the Lambs. One flew right. over the cuckoo's nest. Well, it's Nicholson and yeah, probably that, finest. Yeah. Um, million Dollar Baby, of the of the five Million Dollar Babies, the one where I go, eh, all right, but it's a good enough movie. Mm. And it's the only list that gives you, I'll tell you right now, this is the only list that gives you, this is the only grouping that gives you a musical, which right. is West Side Story. Which is fabulous because I love West Side Story. Right. So to me, that was another reason, which is, okay, it gives you something of a thriller in, in Silence of the Lambs, gives you your classic, gives you gives you classic Jack Nicholson, and you get a and, and you get um, get Viv- a yeah you get Vivian yeah you get Vivian Lee and you get Clark Gable and Gone with the Wind. I mean, how much more classic do you need it? Well, now so here's the list a lot of people liked. This is okay. three. Okay. Moon. Moonlight, which I've seen, is a really, it's a, it's a good movie. Wait, no, that's Moonlight. That's not, I saw Spotlight, Moon, not Moonlight, my bad. So, Moonlight, which won Best Picture of the Year for La, that, that year with La La Land. Godfather Part 2. Schindler's List. Now, here's where this list usually gets people to go. Casablanca, or Casablanca. Casablanca. And, and Lords of Arabia. Okay, uh, Lawrence of Arabia, Casablanca, um, Godfather Part Two, Schindler's List, and Moonlight. Okay, now yeah. I haven't, okay, here we go. I haven't seen Schindler's List. Okay, shame on me. Uh, That's not the only movie years ago. List that I've okay, seen. okay, Moonlight. I haven't seen either. Right. Uh, I've I've seen the other three, and I don't know. I mean, they're all classics. Is the thing. They're all classics, Casablanca but. And, and, Lawrence of Arabia are usually considered classics, so... Well, yeah, well, Lawrence of Arabia, yeah, you know, Lawrence Olivier, big, long, big sets, you know, right. outdoors, all that, you know, have, I, I, you know, yeah, I mean, good, and not a great list, but, you know, a good one. Right, uh, obviously, Schindler's List is just, I mean, that's... Well, it sits on its own merits, Schindler's Right, list. exactly. And, and obviously, The Godfather Part Two is... is in well, yeah, there, well, there are a lot of people that, like I said, there were a lot of people when I put... When, that seemed to think this was well, this was one of the lists. I don't. I'm kind of with you, Ivan. I kind of agree. It, it didn't. It didn't nah. give me as much. Um, so list four. List, list four is interesting. List I think this is the one is, I went with. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. There is more than one musical. This is my my bad. Um, list four is The Shape of Water, which I've seen. It is a solid seen... movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Rocky. Yep. yep. All About Eve, 
Okay, yeah. The Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. Forrest Gump. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a solid one, too. Um, yeah, yeah, five. I've seen all of them. So, I've yeah. seen All About Eve. Obviously, I've seen the rest. Okay. Yeah, okay. That, that's a solid one, too. That, um, yeah, that's the first one I've seen all five. How many but... more of these lists are there? There's two, <laughs> two more. Okay. Two more. So, so okay. group five is Parasite, Titanic, On the Waterfront, Amadeus, and wings. Honestly, this is the this is the this is the weakest, in my opinion, of a, of the five of of the six. No, I yeah, I'd sit through Titanic again. No, I, yeah, I have to agree with you on that, Jeff and Mike. Yeah, not. And not, Amadeus wasn't that great. No, I remember Everybody, watching bits of it on cable back in the eighties. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I mean, this yeah, is supposedly I really good. I'm like, yeah, well, no, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I was, yeah. Really good. No. So, so the final list is is Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, mm-hmm. which was the Midnight best one, Cow- which is the last one. Yeah. Uh, Midnight Cowboy, The French Connection, uh, Platoon, and something called Rebecca. Okay, Rebecca. I've seen three of those. Yeah, Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. I've seen French Connection. I've seen uh, Lord of the Rings. I've seen. Uh, yeah, but I'm kind of scattershot on that list too. So yeah, I would have to yeah. say my, I, my my strongest of the six. I would have to say four. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I I could see that. Like I said, I honestly I was between two and four. Yeah, I, I would I, have. To I, I was between two and four. I I wouldn't begrudge anybody who went with four. Um, I, I honestly I just don't know that I'd want to sit through this. No, that's three again. musicals, Jeff. Or did I miss one? Yeah, you missed the third. Yeah, that was one of the best songs ever, man. Which what? one's that? The ticking the hobbits to Isengard, to Isengard, to Isengard. Oh, I from a... oh god, no. Oh. <laughs> 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 right. Yeah, not really. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, 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 YouTube, no, 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 They're taking the Hobbit styles of guard on YouTube, and I'm sure there's like a 24-hour loop of one. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a tasty well, little well. dish, little dish, little dish. Is that right up there with the narwhals thing? That's in Amadeus too. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I remember about in Amadeus is the part where what's his name, the rival guy. Is there at the at the beginning and and he's playing stuff and and the guy doesn't know any of the tunes that he's playing and then he goes and plays something else and he's like, oh that I know he's like yeah that was Amadeus oh sorry buddy <laughs> the only thing I remember I, that I, I remember one outstanding scene where I guess Amadeus was at the piano I guess he was at the palace or something mm-hmm. he decides to play something and then at the end of the song he pulls apart his tails and he just farts and starts laughing out loud. I think that Something was the like old... that. Yeah. You know? I was yeah. Yeah, no, it was Amadeus just like, was a, uh, That was a shit show. The, the only only thing the only thing that Amadeus represents to me is Rock Me Amadeus. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Yeah. <laughs> Remember hearing that on the radio. Thinking about, what I think about that is that stupid song from, oh, from yeah. the eighties. Ooh, um, Falco, Rock Me Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus. And of course, uh, we can't forget Widow Yankovic's Amadeus, Amadeus. 
Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I guess... Alright, so... I'll ask you guys, did either one of you watch this Last Dance thing or no? Nope. No. Okay. No. So... You guys are aware of what it is, right? Yeah, it's a documentary about the Chicago Bulls. Right, and they had unfettered access to the 98 team, which is the last of the six championship teams. Right. Um, so I'll tell you right now, if it wasn't for the fact that we're all, there's no sports and... and Why, what happened? Is something going on right now? Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, seriously, my, th- th- this this could not have happened better for Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls and all this stuff. You know, you're, they're essentially going to basically be the talk of the sports world for the next few weeks. Other than the NFL draft, there's nothing else to talk about Yeah, and... um, in terms of sports out there right now. So parts one and one. two dropped last week, the other day. I'm sorry. Parts yeah, one so and they, two, they yeah. dropped on Sunday night. Yeah. Um, it's a five-week thing. They, they're dropping them to a two, um, two episodes two a at a time. Two episodes at a time, which I'm kind of glad about because I don't know that I would want to go through ten, ten weeks of this. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I'd want to. But but yeah, so, we'll get, yeah. I, get, I guess I'm gonna talk about docu series later on. But so go, but go ahead, Jeff. So. Yeah, so so the long and the short of it is, here's where I'm at with it, which is, it's well done, and and it's 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 certainly got some interesting stuff that's come up. At the same time, there's some things that we all need to be careful about and aware about, which is one, this 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 footage had been sitting around for almost for over a decade when all of a sudden Michael Jordan calls up NBA, the NBA people and says, okay, fine, I'll let you do this. Um, and in fairness, when this all was being taped, um, Jordan got pretty much exclusive on what gets shown and what doesn't get shown. So he had a lot of pull in how this was put together. Yes, he um, essentially the best way to put it is is he gets script approval. Hmm. So he gets final say. So it's not the dispassionate, objective, historical perspective. It's his. Um, in my that opinion, historical perspective. <laughs> in my opinion, I I think that they'll try to make it that way, but at the end of the day, yeah, and no one should forget that Jordan had his hand in all of this in terms of what things we may or may not see. Now, in fairness, like I said, it was still appointment television if you were if you are an NBA fan or you're looking for stuff. Me personally, and, and just to give people background, one, as both of you guys know, I have I am a rabid Chicago Bulls fan. The other part is, you know, and, and both of you I think both of you guys are aware, um, I cover I, well I wouldn't say covered. I would say that when I, I did sports radio at this time. And while I didn't cover the beat on a regular enough basis and I didn't work for a major station, I did do sports radio. And, you know, 
it was something I was I was around. I did hear things. I did see things. I was aware of things. I did get a kind of a feel for things. So, you know, to me, I, I, I'm not going to, one of the things I kind of laughed about was, you know, sometimes when I saw like, um, pre, like some of the press stuff where I see like microphones and stuff, I'm like, am I in any of these pictures? Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Cause I'm like, okay, where's my crappy microphone? I might be in here. You well, know? he know, so I, I crappy know. microphone. And, and that should be me. And so far, I haven't seen one. So, like, where all the reporters were, like, li- put together in a semicircle and they're all leaning in with their mics towards the dude? Right. Or, like, there's a ton of mics just, like, stretched out Mounted there. to the podium or? Or just, like, the guys surrounded. Yeah, that was always the interesting part about doing that was, like, guys, like, the guy, the main guys, like, Jordan and Pippen and those guys, they'd get surrounded. I mean, it was like, you know... If you were claustrophobic, forget it. And, you know, the cameras are there. Everybody's there. Everybody's stretching out their hand to make sure that they can get their audio. Um, uh-huh. and, and that's, the that's just Lots the crazy and lots part. of clusters, yeah. Yeah, just giant cluster. I mean, and and I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm not a small guy. But I'll never forget the time there was one time Scotty Pippen was walking. And I'm casually walking there. I got knocked over by four cameramen. Wow. Like to get to Scottie Pippen because they wanted to make sure that they had their camera shot. And I'm casually walking there. And they're like, boom, boom, boom. like, holy shit. <laughs> wow, you poor I mean, like, just bowled right past me. Um, <laughs> but, any, but anyway, to, to me. Were you physically knocked down? Pretty close. Okay, you, wow. didn't, you didn't lose your footing. I didn't lose my footing. Okay. Right. And I'm glad I didn't because. I'm not sure how that had gone mm-hmm. to get back up. Um, and I don't mean because I couldn't. I mean because there was enough media scrum around or it was, yeah, I need to get my stuff, you know. Right. Um, which is always ironic to me because, you know, doing a show where I didn't need the immediate best sound from whoever it was at that moment because I was doing a more – usually when I went there, it was stuff – to pick up for the week or, you know, for a month, you know, if they were going on a road trip and they were going to be gone a couple of weeks, I'd do that kind of stuff. So it was funny because a lot of times I wouldn't go into the scrum if I didn't have to. And I'd go find some of the other guys and get like a good, decent interview. Cause those guys are standing around and I always used to laugh cause they'd sit there and they'd be like, shouldn't you be over there? I'm like, no, nope, we're good. I'll take my information from you guys and get interesting stuff. Um, right. So, so, so tell us about parts one and two. What did they cover here in this? Uh, so part this one. So here's the thing. As much as they talk about 98 and, and they do that, they really go back. Episode one really kind of goes all the way back to the early, the mid to early 80s. So the first episode really is kind of like the primer on Jordan. Um, which is interesting because. Um, it gets you back to the 80, like an 84 with the Bulls and, and when, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf had just bought the team and Michael Jordan had just, had been, had just been drafted and how bad those Bulls teams were in the early eighties, how, you know, they were looking to rebuild and needed to figure that thing out. This is right around the time where it's like, okay, Krause comes in after Jordan has been drafted. Um, you, you get the idea. 
So, you know, we get a lot about Jordan's early days, about Jordan and how he became the person that he is. We get a lot about um, the first couple seasons in, in the bull, in, with the Bulls. Particularly, one of the things that gets talked a lot about is the season where Jordan broke his foot and missed most of the season. And this kind of starts to set up Jordan Jordan's dislike for Jerry Krause, who's the general manager of the Chicago Bulls. And and without question, as much as there are points where Jerry Krause is Jerry Krause gets his due, Jerry Krause without question is the big bad black hat villain in this piece. Mm. Um, without question. And, and in fairness, that's good TV. Um, yeah, it makes for good drama. Yeah. It makes for good TV. And, and in fairness, for most people, you know, Jerry Krause couldn't have been more opposite than Michael Jordan. You know, you're talking about a guy who was the media darling of the league. He's, you know, a major mega superstar. Real, you, you get the idea. Yeah, he was on he yeah. did Saturday Night Live. Right. Versus <laughs> versus a guy who was the big evil businessman. Well, no, the, the versus a short, frumpy Jewish guy <laughs> with a weight problem who <laughs> didn't care about what he looked like, didn't care how it sounded, didn't care how it came out, only cared about one thing, which was winning, and 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 that was his thing. And, and making a better basketball team and didn't really want to communicate with the media and didn't see a point to it at a time when, quite frankly, that's kind of what needed to happen. And right. so he was a lot more secretive and, and, and so couldn't have been more opposite. So, um, so, he, so in many ways, he was this very elusive person, you know, to the media eye. Where, you know, here you got Jordan. Oh, I'm on Saturday Night Live. I did Space Jam. I did this. I did baseball for a while. I did yeah. all of these miraculous... Well, being an athlete, you're in the public eye. Well, the yeah. interesting thing about... The interesting thing about Krause is, and I will say this, yeah, is that Krause, Krause did have somewhat of a Napoleon complex, which is he, he certainly wanted to get his due and to be right there with the likes of being named out there like Jordan and Pippen and Phil Jackson and those names. And he just um, liked getting his name mentioned as they were. Right. I, I think he, well, and keep in mind too, you know, he, he, he seriously is for the era and the time frame, And even now, one of the best GMs of all time, no matter how much you want to sit there and, and not like some of the things he did or some of the things he said or how he did certain things. Well, you have, you have, um, you have people with these types of personalities. You know, some of the greatest organizations in the world are on the backs of guys like him who, yeah, you might not necessarily like the way he carries himself, but then you end mm-hmm. up thinking if it had not been for him, there wouldn't have been this franchise. Well, and – one of the one of the knocks that he carries is is that you know um, Jordan was drafted before he got there. Okay. Um, so there's always been the knock that would Jerry Krause have ever drafted Michael Jordan, which it's just nonsense. Um, but the other part is that always gets you know the other thing is Rod Thorne always gets credited for that. Rod Thorne um, was the GM at the time for the for the Bulls. And Rod Thorne goes on to move to be um, David Stern's right-hand man. 
and the NBA offices. So Rod Stern, Rod Stern, uh, Rod Thorne, never, you know, that that's his big claim to fame, and and he seems to be able to make a career for himself. What's never really talked about with Rod Thorne is what Rod Thorne did the year before, which is that Rod Thorne had the ability to draft Clyde Goliath Drexler, who is an, a Hall of Famer, and uh-huh. instead drafted a man by the name of Enos Watley, who I used to call Enos the Penis. <laughs> Enos Watley didn't go on to do jack shit. Uh, Clyde the Glide Drexler is one of the greatest players to ever play the game. And so it's interesting because then Portland did us a favor in reverse, and with the second pick of the draft, they picked Sam Bowie. We picked Michael Jordan with three. But what what fails to get talked about at times is, yeah, Krauss didn't draft Jordan, but he built just about everything else around right. Jordan, whether it be, you know, nobody wanted Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson was a hippie who coached the CBA, which was the <laughs> Continental Basketball Association at the time. He was very, very good at it. Um, there were a lot of well, people who didn't think Phil Jackson were questioning Phil Jackson being in the league as an assistant coach, let alone at one point being the head coach. That's well, they, that, that... They, well, they just thought that Phil Jackson was this huge piece of puffery that, like, okay, he comes out of a, he comes out of a near-nothing situation, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're centerpiecing his sensibilities about all the stuff he did with the balls. Well, you know? yeah. Well, in fairness, Jackson's a phenomenal coach. Well, nothing should be taken away from that. One of the things that, one of the things that Krauss in some ways doesn't realize is he thinks that Jack, that co- that coaches are, that he could get another coach who just be, who would be just as good. Um, I don't buy that. No. Uh, Jackson, Jackson, Jackson. And in fairness, I will, that that's not true. That said, Jackson is an ass. Having dealt with Jackson, He's no. a dick. Okay, he and when I say that, he's a pompous dick. And 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 I know this because Jackson knew he was great and he was more than happy to puff out his chest about it. Does this uh um, docuseries uh show that? Show this, yeah. Um he's Jackson been really dick? good. He's <laughs> so so they had a lot of more recent conversations with these guys. And Jackson so far, and again, again, this has only been two episodes. Jackson so far um, has done his best to make sure that he doesn't get painted as a villain, um, and has done has not really. So did so? Did you think he just at that point, you know, when they interviewed him or when they showed him, he just they kind of he kind of toned himself down so that way. All the stuff that they did write about him really doesn't have relevance in this moment. Um, I don't know. Again, we're only one or two episodes in, so okay. it, we'll, we'll 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 see how this gets yeah. to play out. We'll see how the plot thickens. Right. We'll see how how, how some of these people look. We'll see how some of it goes. But you know, Jackson makes the comment about how after Phil got rehired for the last year, that Kraus supposedly said. You could go eighty-two and zero. I'm still not rehiring you. <laughs> after, wow. after the after the that season, and wow. and in fairness, there's a part of me where, yeah, that was something you shouldn't have said out loud. That was a bad idea. Yeah. Um, 
Just now, now he, one you of the things that's interesting is Jordan talks about. Somebody asked a question about drugs and cocaine and all that stuff when Jordan first came into the league, and Jordan calls it the traveling cocaine circus. <laughs> and in fairness, wow. based on who was on that team at the time, Rodman. Yeah, I'll never no, forget no, the day the we got 80s. they we're traded the Will 80s. Purdue for Dennis Rodman. No, no, we're talking about way earlier than that. We're talking oh. about early eighties. He's oh, talking okay. about oh early eighties. Okay, early eighties. <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about Quentin Daly, who had a serious coke problem, and also at one point was dealing with a possible sexual harassment situation. Oh shit! Um, you're talking about Orlando Woolridge, who we used to call as a kid. I remember calling, joking around, calling him Orlando Stone Ridge. Um, <laughs> you know. That team, although it's funny because as much as he makes fun of that team, one of the people that's on that team is Rod Higgins, who he became really good friends with. And later on, he would bet he would always be yelling at Kraus that we should bring him Rod Higgins or bring back Rod Higgins or do this or do that. And when Jordan goes to the Wizards, he hires Rod Higgins as a coach. He wasn't very good, by the way, as a coach, but we won't get into that. But yeah, so so Jordan. So episode one is a lot about Jordan, about, um, you know, those aspects. And 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 one of the things that we, we get really clearly is, is that the whole thing where they tried to limit Jordan about playing time after coming back from the foot injury really rubbed Michael Jordan the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And and so that's kind of where things start with with the breakdown. OK, Um. The other thing that's interesting, and I didn't notice it, but I've heard other people talk about it, is, and I'll have to go back and watch this. So Jordan's sitting there talking about all the drugs and all this stuff and how he didn't do any of it, and he tried to steer away and steer clear of all that stuff. Meanwhile, sitting in front of him is a glass of scotch. (laughs) And apparently, I did not catch this, but other people did, that apparently... Depending on when they cut back to talk to Jordan, okay, about about reminiscing about some of these things to do for this piece, the level of where the the, the glass of scotch is changes. <laughs> yeah, because it was just makes sense. Well, at some point, there's like at one point it's higher, at one point it's lower, so no one's really sure if it's just there for decoration. If Jordan drank it. What the story is exactly, but he's a grown up. He can drink it. It's fine. I understand. Get over it, it, people. You know, here's somebody talking about, you know, cocaine and weed and and women, and then there's Jordan sitting there with a stone with a legal substance. Yeah, who cares? Substance. Non-issue. Yeah, yeah, again, non-issue. Well, no, you're right. right. In fairness, it was funny because Jordan did look like he was kind of bloodshot eyed a little bit at points. <laughs> so I wonder if Jordan wasn't drunk a little bit while or a little a little inebriated while some of this was being done. I don't know. Well, I, I think maybe they maybe you know think maybe the director might have gave him the booze to kind of loosen them up a little bit, maybe? For all I know, Jordan's got product <laughs> placement with some company that does that does that stock making his own with like George nobody, Clooney or something. Yeah, nobody yeah. should put it past Nobody should put it past Jordan that that, that, that he don't work with some company that's a Scotch company or something like that. Right. Um, he's got a multi-universe like Paul Newman. You know, he's <laughs> got a name on everything. Well, no, Jordan's always been good about you know product placement and all these different sponsors and whatnot. 
Oh, uh, hell yeah. I mean, look what he did for Mikey, man. Shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. They talk yeah, about any of that. his endorsements yet in this? No, they don't really talk about any endorsements. So so the the second episode to me is more interesting. The second episode is talking about Scotty Pippen. And how do I put that? No, fuck it. I'm just going to say it. Scotty comes off like a prick. <laughs> Seriously, Scotty Pippen... We, I don't know if you guys are aware. I always heard stories about Scotty about the fact that, you know, he used to have a nickname around town called, where, in which he was No Pippin' Tippin'. Okay. There has no always been stories that Scotty don't tip worth a damn. No, No Tippin' Pippin'. I have heard that. Okay. Um, I have. Did he get caught with like a firearm in his glove box or something? I think he did. Yeah. I think he might have. I'll tell you what I had forgotten about. When I broke my leg, um, when I broke my leg in the early 90s, um, and I I was out at Northbrook Court, Mm -hmm. and I had forgotten about this until, I don't know why it clicked in my brain recently when we were, when, 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 with all the stuff that came about, which is, I had broke my leg and my parents were like wheeling me around and Scotty was there, and we kind of, and I can't remember all the details, but the long of it was, long and short of it was, he kind of blew me off. Ooh. As a fan, and I'm like, what the, you're a prick. Everything must be true about what you said about you. And I forgot about that, but I do remember that happening um, in the wow. early 90s, now that I'm thinking about it. But, but yeah, so Pippin, no they talk t- about Pippin, <laughs> and they talk about, his, they talk about Pippin, and the big thing about Pippin is, is that he's ridiculously underpaid. Um, even though he's like one of the best ever. And they talk about how his contract was at that year was 122nd in the league. Now, in fairness, they at least do talk about the fact that something that I've known for a long time, which is Scotty insisted on signing a long-term deal because he wanted security because Scotty came from a really poor home. And when I say poor, like they were using tires for shoes, from what I heard. I mean that was wow. the, that was the joke at one point. I do know okay. it. I, I do know, and they talk about it in the piece that his father and brother and we are were in wheelchairs. Wow. Okay. So and he was from a real poor town, and he was a really poor. Um, and so Scotty's thought process was, and 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 it was funny. I heard this today that apparently Scotty had some back problems early on and Scotty wanted security but Scotty signed a seven year deal he should never have signed a seven year deal even Kraus and Reinstorf were like don't sign this deal Hmm. and it's funny because both of them they even find stock footage of Kraus saying he should never have signed that deal and they have Reinstorf in this entire piece current Reinstorf talking about we told him not to sign this deal it was a bad deal and he signed this deal and right after he signed it is when the league exploded and the money got big and he's like i don't want to negotiate contracts except his money well and contracts blew up contracts went insane and in fairness by the way here's what's not talked about in that jordan signed a similar deal to pippen where it was like an eight-year deal for like and insane at the time, an insane amount of money. And as time went on, 
that deal was not good for Jordan. The only thing I can say about that is at the end of, of those years, Jordan got those huge, massive balloon payouts where he was getting like a one-year deal for like $30 million or something like that. Yeah. Um, which, which, was, which was fair. Um, but again, so, so Scotty's, Scotty signs a deal that everybody admits, even he admits, well, okay, I kind of made a mistake there with that. But the problem is, is he's still resentful and he's still pissed about it. And the other part is that he's pissed about, and he makes it, it's funny, you can tell even 20 years later, Scotty's still pissed, okay, about about the money, and he's pissed about the fact that near the end, Jerry Reinsdorf, not Jerry Reinsdorf, Jerry Krause was trying to trade him. Um, and the only reason it didn't happen is because Jerry Reinsdorf stopped him from trading him. Um, and it's interesting, because I'd always heard that they were talking to the Seattle Supersonics at the time about Sean Kemp. Well, apparently there was a second deal that almost happened where the Bulls would have gotten 18-year-old Tracy McGrady. And the irony is Tracy McGrady now in the, in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of me where I think what he was trying to do is build a dynasty beyond mm. beyond that group. Into the into the two thousands and it didn't. I don't think it, but unfortunately nobody seems to. It did that not vision. materialize. It did, it, it did no. materialize. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, is he wanted to build on the move. He wanted to build on the move. He wanted to build. He wanted to kind of build out some younger players to go with the older players and try to build out for the future beyond Jordan. Right. And and unfortunately, that really wasn't going to happen. Um, and in fairness. I, I see what he was trying to do, which is I remember the Celtics from the from from the mid eighties when you know, when things ended and they ended poorly and they didn't get to where they needed to get, and then the Celtics went to shit for a very long time. Okay. For like over a decade. You know, the Celtics were garbage and they could they didn't com- they weren't com- they weren't really competing. They were in the dregs. I don't think Krauss wanted to do that. You know, um, Krauss didn't want that to happen. So, you know, it's funny because people talk about it's funny because what Krauss wanted to do is exactly what the New England Patriots do for football. And it's funny because that works and everybody's happy with it. But neither here nor there. So the other thing is that they talk about is how Scotty basically waited until the beginning of the season to get foot surgery for his foot um, for for a foot when he could have had it over the summer. And even Pippen admits, even today, yeah, I did it on purpose. Now, in fairness, Jordan and and Jackson both call him out on it in this in this in this um, in this, which is good. Um, but the other thing that's interesting is apparently Scotty went. They keep saying Scotty went too far on berating Jerry Krause on buses, on this and that and that. And I'm kind of curious what he said, because they're never clear about what he said about how he went too far. And Phil Jackson says it, and Michael Jordan says it too. Uh, who knows that far? Well, and he might have. Yeah, they might just go ahead and maybe leave that meaty piece of drama. Well, that's the teaser for part three, then. Oh, I don't go. know if they're. I don't know if they're going to tell us. But I have I have questions about what exactly was said. Well, you said. can find, you know, articles of the era, and you can try and look no, it up. No, I don't think... 
because even some of the guys who were like the guys who were around at the time were like, what was said? What was but said? They're, they're, Why didn't Bill walk in sooner and say? Oh well, this wasn't sooner? like a press conference. This is like just between players. Well, on the bus. Behind the scenes, oh, okay. Right? Behind on the, the bus scenes. and Got that it. kind of stuff. I mean, there's stuff where literally there. One of the things they showed is like, and and this, and I had heard stories about this too, where it was like, like, um, like Jordan would say, like, "Hey, Jerry, want to go out and shoot? Want to go shoot some layups with us?" Like that kind of stuff. And like, those were like the nice digs from what I heard. I mean, I heard. Some of them were even worse than that, where they were, you know, obviously they'd look at, look, you know, you know, his appearance, that he was short, that he wasn't very athletic, you know, yeah. that kind of, you know, that he was fat. Um, derogatory shit. Right. I, I'll tell you what I'm really curious about, and I don't, I'm going to guess that this didn't happen, but I don't know. See, the problem is, is when you don't, when you, you say he said stuff that was out of line. How far Hopefully nothing wasn't was anti-Semitic. Yeah. I, I I wondered about that. Yeah. I wondered a little bit about did they go did they go that far? The only reason I don't think that was the case is obviously Jerry Reinsdorf owns the team. Uh-huh. Um, and that's the other thing that comes off interesting in this whole piece is Reinsdorf really how do I say this? Reinsdorf, it's not that he's like not he he's He's not behind Jerry Krause, but it's really interesting to see because I feel like at times, at least the way the answers come off, like he's distancing himself and like he's trying to basically not fall into the villain category with with Krause. And it's interesting because the way that the, the documentary is set up, at least so far, is Krause is the villain. Not Reinsdorf, Krause. And and so to me, I think it's interesting because the real thing is to me is, okay, yes, Scotty was woefully underpaid. Scotty was woefully underpaid. Yeah, but he signed that time. contract, and but he would have known. So here's the question: Why are you bugging? Why are you complaining about Kraus when the person who has the power to rip up the contract is really Jerry Reinsdorf? Right. So why is really Jerry Reinsdorf? And Jerry Reinsdorf was, oh, I don't want to renegotiate deals. Um, I will say carry- the other part so that I'm assuming is going to get talked about later on, but the problem is, here's the problem. I understand you want to establish characters and you want to establish storylines and everything. The problem is, is that they go out of their way to make it seem like the Bulls never paid Scotty and never respected Scotty in that way. The problem is... What they don't talk about yet, and the problem with not talking about it yet is, is because they set up a narrative. And the narrative is, is the Bulls are a bunch of heels, okay, for not paying him for his worth and how they underpaid him and blah, blah, blah. What they don't talk about is at the end, when the Bulls went and traded Pippen to Houston, they did it as a sign and trade. And they did so so that Scotty got paid an extra $25 million at the end of that when they, went and traded, when they went and traded him to Houston. Okay? In the end, based on other contracts and what he did throughout the rest of the NBA, he totaled about $109 million in salary. So why is he boning over seven years? Was, but that other know, hundred and some odd was over seven years. 
Right. Well, that's what I mean. Right. But the point being, the point being is, is that they paid out a big bonus as he was leaving. Yeah. Well, right. they gave him a huge extension that essentially they got him more money than he should have ever than he could ever dream at the end. And to take a step further, when Kraus left, John Paxson brought Scottie Pippen back on a two-year, ten million dollar deal. Scotty only played 23 games. In two seasons? Because okay. he was too broken down. No, he only played one season. Broke oh, down. Oh, one out of two. Within 23 games, he was done on wow. the first season. Wow. So um, basically, he was able to... So, so he ended up getting that two-year, $10 million deal. For playing 23 games. For playing 23 games. Mm-hmm. Basically, for the, all the time that he did with the Bulls, you know, in his previous contract, do you think maybe that Scottie Pippen just figured, well, you know what, they owe me this, so I shouldn't have to go ahead and... You know, no, I don't know about that. I think this. Pippen legitimately didn't realize he was going to be that broken down at that. I don't, I don't know. The longest short well, of it is, is that... But if he could go ahead and... Deal, the back end <laughs> at the, the back end of Pippen's career, he made about $77 million. Okay. Well, hopefully he, they'll he touch could have ended up making He could have been made, ended up making half of that kind of money if it wasn't for the fact that the Bulls helped him get it. Well, yeah. And when I say that, I don't mean in terms of play. I mean in terms of the deal that they did and structured that he was able to get when he ended up landing in Houston. Okay, so it was negotiated mm-hmm. for him to get that uh, that money. And, that and wasn't it was done that... so by the Bulls. Okay. Right. And and that that doesn't get talked about because it's episode two of a ten episode thing. So um, when so was this is on ESPN or where is this? Uh... This is on ESPN, and okay. then so the way they're explaining it so far is, it sounds like episode three is going to be about Dennis. It's going to be very Dennis Rodman centric, which should be interesting because there's an interesting ways... cal- he's an interesting fellow. Well, yeah, not only that, there's two ways to look at Dennis Rodman, which is. Dennis Rodman when he was with the Bulls. Dennis Rodman when he was one of the major antagonists of the Bulls with the bad boy Detroit Pistons. And I got the impression we're going to get a lot. We're going to get a lot coming up from from about we're going to get quite a bit coming up about the war between the Pistons and Bulls and those four years before the Bulls just basically took over. Uh, and I have a feeling that's coming in episodes three and four because of the way things are setting up. Four is a lot about Phil Jackson. Should be interesting to see how that goes. Okay. And I'm not sure where the re- – and then it'll be interesting to see where the rest of this goes. But based on how things are, are shaping up, it's a lot more about the history of the Bulls than it is really about – the footage of what happened in 1998 so far. I mean, there are some things that I'm watching where, you know, Jordan is belligerent, okay, to people in practices. But I've heard that he did worse than anything I saw, um, anything I saw on, um, and in, in the first night of stuff. I mean, there's talk about he how he, how he punched Steve Kerr in the nose, um, that he broke somebody's nose once, um, with Will, when Will Purdue was there, he used to say that Will Purdue wasn't allowed to be called Will Purdue. He's he's to be called Will Vanderbilt because that's a Big Ten school name, and you don't play like a Big Ten player. Wow. I mean, 
stuff like that was regular from Michael Jordan. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's like I said to me, it's it's worthwhile to watch. Um, I will probably knock this down a little bit more for the next time when we talk about it because a lot of this is just where I had to talk about primer tonight because um, there is a lot of primer. There's a lot there about different people and places and whatnot. I thought the most interesting thing is who we haven't heard from yet. And when I say that, there's some role players from those 98 teams that I'm curious that we haven't seen much from. We'll see. You know, well, like, we'll the see. Judd Bushler, <laughs> like the Luke Longleys, the Judd Bushlers, um, you know, Fred Hoiberg would fall into that category, although it would be interesting because Hoiberg just had a real bad experience as head coach being knocked away from the Bulls. Um, you know, John Paxson is interesting because at the time when he did this, he's the, he's vice president of operations for the Chicago Bulls. Um, so, so it's interesting to hear kind of his perspective on things, although it's funny, like somebody said today, with all the stuff that went on, you'd think John Paxson would have not gone down the same road that Jerry Krause did. And yet he kind of did. Um, I'm curious, you know, there's some names that I haven't heard anything from. There's obvious ones that we were going to get. I knew we'd get stuff from Bill Wellington because he's, he's doing local TV in the area. I knew we'd get Steve Kerr because Steve Kerr is a current head coach for the, for the Golden State Warriors. So we'd get some contrast there. Um, you know, the question is, who did, who else did they talk to from some of these Bulls teams that we haven't heard? The other thing that was in, in real fast, the other thing I thought was interesting was in the Scotty Pippen episode, no talk of Horace Grant, um, and Horace Grant was drafted on the same day as Scotty Pippen by the Bulls. Right. And nothing about Horace Grant, at least so far. Uh, we haven't I, heard from I, Bill Cartwright yet at all. I don't know if we will. Um, I'm curious to see, like I said, there's some pieces where I'm curious to see who we hear from and who we don't. Um, well, maybe, but I, maybe I, I'll tell you right now, this is more about the Bulls throughout the 90s than it is about the 98 Chicago Bulls. I was expecting more inside stuff in terms of what we might see in the locker room than what we've seen. Well, you got eight, eight parts, you got eight parts left, so... Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll see. I have a bad feeling we're not going to get nearly what I would like to see, but but we'll see. Well, here's, here's what I'm thinking, though, because of the fact that, um, you know, that, that all the goings on with, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, pick. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's picking and choosing or if he's got the last well, day of, the NBA, who the comes NBA in. Well, involved in this and so is ESPN, but, but at the okay. same time, Yes, Jordan has some. Has okay, okay, and the reason why I'm saying that is because hearing from the people that we're hearing, what makes you think that Jordan says, "Well, maybe I don't want Bill Cartwright involved. Maybe I don't want Horace Grant involved. Maybe I don't want." Uh, I have a hard time thinking that they won't be involved. I mean, but I, saying, no offense. I, if that's the case, Ivan, I already saw something from Isaiah Thomas. Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas do not get along. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So that might, I'm not saying that that is a possibility, but it just might be a possibility. No, that I don't see that. Play into some of that. I don't know. I mean, because you said that, like I said, because there's Jordan's looming large over this production. Well, Jordan's DSP. looming large because he's Michael Jordan. And, but yeah, yeah. And, and, and Jordan had the one ability to do something that nobody else in the league really wanted to do or did, which is. 
you know, the league pretty much owned the right, the rights and likenesses to everybody else in the league at a time when they needed those light, those rights and likenesses to do video games and all kinds of stuff like that. Oh, and to yeah, sell different yeah. pieces and whatnot. Jordan was the one guy who figured out a way to not be able to do that and own his own light rights and likenesses. It's the reason why, like, give me an example. I don't know. Mike, did you ever play NBA Jam as a kid? We had, I had friends who were all into the sports games. I didn't buy sports Right, like NBA games. Jam. So hmm. NBA Jam, um, with NBA Jam, it was usually the top two players on that on whoever's team it was. And, you you know, whoever the teams were for the NBA. And you it was like one of the hot games. Everybody had all their major players on it. The only team that didn't have their major player on it was the Bulls had Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant. Because... They couldn't get the rights for Michael Jordan. They couldn't couldn't pay Jordan enough to get... Or they didn't want to pay Jordan. Or they they didn't didn't want want to, to right, exactly. Yeah, they didn't want to pay Jordan for his likeness or any of it. that's why some of this is going on the way it's going on, where they didn't have the ability without asking Jordan. The other thing that's interesting is, is, and this tells you about Jordan. So they've been holding on to this stuff since 98, right? Right. 22 years. And holding on to it. The first time Jordan decides he's interested in bringing this thing to light, was during the he time shoots an the- email <laughs> the day that the Cleveland Cavaliers are having their parade after LeBron James wins his third title. Yeah. Wow. Wow. There's, there's, there's a, really a little bit crack. of vanity there. In yeah, 2016, yeah, 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 it's a ruler crack right across the knuckles, yeah, yeah, <laughs> across the knuckles, across, across the knuckles. There you go. <laughs> but there yeah, you go. There's the name out. of the show, across the knuckles. <laughs> but yeah, that Ouch. came out. That came out over the weekend, and it was like, yeah. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> yeah, no, I just like I said, it hit him right in the knuckles. And right in the doubles. <laughs> it did. In fairness, it did. You know, like I said, to me it was interesting because I got to watch all the things that got left out. Like, you know, like Rod Thorne talking about, oh, I drafted Michael Jordan. Yeah, great. You also didn't draft Clyde Drexler, dumbass. Good job. <laughs> or, or like Jordan's talking about the early days of, of the teams that he played on. And, you know, I mentioned like Enos Watley, Enos the Penis, and some of those guys. One of the guys who was on that team is David Greenwood. David Greenwood, you've never heard of David Greenwood, and that's because he sucks. And the reason why that's a problem is, the reason why that's a problem is, is because the Bulls drafted him in 79 with the seven, with the second pick overall. They lost the coin flip in 1979 for the first pick overall. You know who they lost it to? The Ooh. Lakers. You know who the Lakers picked? Magic Ooh. Johnson. Wow. Shit. <laughs> And 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 the history and history is made again. Mm-hmm. Well, that like I said. So really, in reality, the Bulls were sort of due. Seventy nine, seventy nine. You lose, you lose Magic Johnson. Eighty three. You lose Clyde Drexler. Yeah. Bulls yeah. Were due. Yeah. Well, they're gonna. So, well, okay. We're looking forward to hearing hearing more about your. Uh... Yeah, your 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 viewing of this. I might even watch this. This is interesting. Yeah, no. I well, mean, like I said, I wanted. Is to it on demand more. on ESPN? Yeah, it should be able to be picked. You don't up have to for, wait until it's DVR'd or anything. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, um, cool. Maybe I'll look it up. It's it's out there. Um, 
Yeah, like I said, I, I seriously, I, and I apologize for going along because there's just so much. I don't even, you know, especially because I'm trying to give background and details and, and all that. I mean, honestly, I could probably do an hour to two hour by myself just talking about this just to give primer on certain characters and different people and, and whatnot. But, yeah, this is the – I'll have it more narrow, narrowed down for next time. But, okay. Uh, the, other th- the, the one other thing of interest is um, – and I'll leave it on this. So they're talking about the game where Jordan scores 63 in double overtime. Right. Um, his second year, the game that pretty much put him on the map. Here's I something I did not know. The day before, Jordan goes out golfing with Danny Ainge, who was on the Boston Celtics the day, uh, at the time. Um, Jordan actually tells Danny Ainge, "You tell your boy to get. You tell your boy DJ to get ready tomorrow." Okay. And then lights up lights up that team for sixty. <laughs> this is after Jordan scores 49 the first night. Wow. So, yeah. So he, he was just like, fire. you know, you, you guys are cruising for a bruise and be ready tomorrow. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like I said, you know, it's a high recommend. It's definitely worth seeing. If you don't know anything about the Chicago Bulls, you should certainly watch it. It'll be interesting to see yeah, when it's all done, said and done as to what was omitted. Right, well, like you know, said, this is me, a good, good, good chance to jump in with both feet watching this series, I guess, right? Well, and the other thing is, to me, this is where the and, – and this is – and again, I'm trying to get us moving in a different direction. But what's interesting to me is – and this is the question I'm going to have. And because I know it's going to come up near in the last episode. I, I'm just positive of it, which is they're going to talk about what happened to the Bulls after this all ended. And yeah, they crumbled. I do. I do have Dynasty. some concerns. I do have some concerns about while, yes, this is good publicity for the Chicago Bulls. Is this going to now have another generation of people who are going to sit there and go, well, look at how they treated Michael Jordan. Do I really want to go there? Even though it's 20 years later. Well, it depends on how many people want to still carry a grudge. Yeah, a lot of people like to carry grudges. Yeah. Well, so it's, the thing is, it's an I mean, 10 episodes about one season. They got to do a lot of backstory. Well, right. Well, well, and that's the thing. That's the thing, too, is, is there's a lot. It, it's becoming very, very clear. I thought they would do more about stuff right then and there. They're going more backstory than I would have. Mm. I should have realized they were going to go backstory more on this. Well, is there is okay now? Here's my question. All right, besides so much backstory, do are they going to balance it out with any real footage? They do, but not nearly as much as I would like them to. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so basically, uh, or at I least guess, so far, I, I guess. I guess so far, but going in, be prepared to hear what's happening more behind the scenes than in front of the cameras when the games are playing. I got gotcha. you. Well, it's interesting because, again, there are going to be a lot of people. So here's the thing. There are going to be a lot of people who are shocked by this, who are Bulls fans, who didn't have my what I got to see. Right. Because I also got to see it from the perspective of being sort of involved with the beat and being aware of some of these things. There are a lot of Bulls fans who weren't aware of some of this stuff. Some of the ones who aren't as aware or weren't keeping up as much and weren't paying attention that I think there's there were some things that they saw 
that I don't think they were aware of. Like, just, well, you you yourself said that there's they found out stuff you never knew, right? And, and so. but compared to other people, there were certain things where I was like, oh yeah, that's nothing. Wait, wait. That's if yeah. It, some it, I'm sure some really of this was truly, common knowledge. Yeah, and like I said, there's a few things where I'm like, where I'm like, if that's something, if this is what you're you're going, oh my god, I can't believe it. There's there's more. There's more, and I'm positive we're going to see it. Okay. Um, All right. Well, we next it. week we'll have uh, episodes three and four for us to discuss. Yeah, there we go. Be interesting. I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see them. Well, I'm going to have to dive into that about too. Documentaries, Mike. Oh yeah, uh, the fact that Disney Plus is putting out an eight-part docu series about the first season of The Mandalorian. It's like we. You just had. I, it's like, what? <laughs> like why? the, the docu series might probably might be longer than the first season. <laughs> it's like, I know they're padding. You know, the, I think season two is in the can already. Uh, but man, it's like that's that's a lot. That's a lot of docu series. Star Wars content, man. You, I think you're putting it on on Force Friday too. So. Well, and the other the other problem is, and, and this is the other or May problem. the Fourth, that is obviously. This is the other problem, and we talked we talked about this. This is... glutton for content, right? It, it, you know, this is you know, it's funny because we talked about this with Disney Plus, which right. is yes, they have some really great content. They do. They you know they have all all this giant library of content. Okay, they but don't have a lot of new stuff. Anything really new. I hear the last season of uh, Clone Wars is really good. Okay, but again, uh, that and that was the biggest problem. That one of the things to me is that you know, I hear a lot of people who are like, "Well, you get all the Marvel stuff, you get all this stuff." Yeah, I've seen all those things. Don't get me wrong. And obviously, because of the them. whole virus thing, we've got uh, Onward uh, put on Disney Plus like pretty quick. Right, well, that's but just I, due to the theaters crashing. Right, right. but that was available. That was available on demand. Yeah. That was available on demand, too. By the way, Har- the Harley Quinn thing is on demand. I'm going to try to is watch that, is it. Is that on DC Universe? No, it's on regular on demand now. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's out there. I don't know about DC Universe. That's a good question. Yeah. Oh, well. oh I did finally uh, pick up CBS All Access. I watched the episodes two and three of Picard. Okay. Uh, and by the way, I understand where you're coming from now. Mm-hmm. It took him way too it's long. Taking way too long ship. to get his, his ship and his crew together. Yeah. Oh uh, my god. Uh. Wow. Anyway, but yeah. And then this that, that we're running a little long. I think this will do for tonight. I was gonna say yeah. We well, like I said, to me, I didn't expect this to be content heavy. Yeah. I mean, that we were in the slow times. Week. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. I'm like, seriously, I'm I'm like I'm looking at this going. There's a lot of stuff going on. Where did this all come from? We're all are we all shuttered in? Where's this coming from? Well, a lot of people got their brains burning and thinking about shit, you know. So it's like now people are all, you know, they're really putting their minds to work. Well, so, they picked a good time for this last dance because everyone's watching it and yeah, all well, the sports yeah, nuts were too. watching it. Yeah, so. I think I think that I think they targeted yeah. the time to actually release this thing. I well, think well, they fast tracked it, right? Because they this was gonna... it was supposed yeah. to happen. In, it, yeah, it was supposed to happen in June, which, in, okay. in fairness, made a lot of sense. 
um, made a lot of sense because yeah. you know it's a lull period. It's just baseball out there. Um, you get you get the idea. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, but considering you know, they didn't have any nothing else is going on right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, this yeah, absolutely. Okay, Mike, where could they find us? We're on Instagram and Twitter at SOTRT Podcast. Of course, I got to be a little more diligent with those with Twitter and Instagram. I'm not not on that. We're on YouTube. Click the bell, subscribe. You'll know when we get new content here dropping immediately. And don't forget, we got our side hustle, News of the Squared. It's coming later in the week. Shout out to Scott. Uh, we might even have one or two stories from this guy this week. Thank you, Evan. Now, <laughs> no, why that check out our Facebook page. It's the Squares Roundtable <laughs> Facebook page. That's where you got all the crazy stories from that. And, of course, we're available on all those crazy, fancy downloading of the podcasting episode platform thingies like Spotify and Apple, Google, Podbean, and Anchor. Check us out there. Probably a couple other ones that are, like, little lesser-known ones, but... Email us if you'd like with comments or suggestions or just plain insults. We'll take those too. S O T R T podcast at gmail.com. And with that, folks, thanks everybody for joining us here. Episode 96. That's right. The squares of the round table. I'm driving Ivory Vera with my cohorts here, Mr. Mike and Mr. Jeff. We'll catch up with you guys next time. And don't forget to catch us on News of the Squared. Everybody have a good time whenever you grab a hold of this episode, okay?